keep saying boobs yeah go on then no that's okay all right welcome to the stream everybody <laughs> um <laughs> i give these guys like a five second one i'm like in five seconds we're gonna go live and they immediately start saying boobs okay <laughs> professional uh welcome to table stories dying order um episode 400 i don't know what one what number this is actually uh 20 is it really 20 really? it's wild um, episode 20, I think. Insane. Um, with the gang. The gang are all here. Including a new and improved Aura who has no hair. Hold my hair back. I'm so... Oh, oh I got God. white hair. Oh my God, it's totally hair. fine. No, no, Brad made me feel weird. So... <laughs> God. All right. I'll put it back up in a minute when he's not paying attention to me, so... Okay. First... <laughs> Well, this episode is known as Aura's Journey to the to the Barbarette. Um, I mean, I've changed my hair three times in character yeah. now, so it's okay if you want to cut yours, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. At, at this point, I got to get in on it. I want to I wanna also change my hair, Brad. You can. Maybe it'll give you a plus, plus 10 to your, I don't know what, something that you need. Strength? I don't know. Everything. Everything. Plus 10 to everything if I cut my hair, Brad. Plus 10 to everything. I feel like you don't get any more boosts. That's fine. I think you're... <laughs> you've got a lot of boosts. You're done. You've yeah, okay. uh, you've you've maxed out. Um, that's it. You don't even level up anymore. You know, the others I can mean, all level up. I mean, that's a lie. She's... Uh, no, you can level up. You get... Um, you've had... You've got the most boosts so far, I think. Not only did you upgrade your armor... I think you're the only person that upgraded armor and weapons and things. Um, but you've got your uh, Saiyan ability now. You... You um, came back stronger. You came back stronger. There, when you almost died last time. I think and... the rest of us didn't upgrade our armor because we didn't have the money. Yeah, the money so... was all spent on Aura because Aura's... Yeah, it was all spent on Aura to so that no. way she could take a hit. It was. It really was. We had a billion dollars from the pie hearts that you murdered. So, I mean, we might have had We had a billion bars. dollars until someone, Bobo, decided to give it away to I other people. did give a lot of it away. did give That's a lot good, of it away. That's good, though. good. Damn it, Bobo. I could have upgraded my... I don't know what, but something. We got a new haircut. Um, I yeah, you also got chronomancy, so that's another. You got a lot of stuff going on already. I'm unstoppable now. Nothing can stop me. <laughs> you should be. I swear to God. I, I was talking. Nothing. I think it was just on my stream casually the other day about how, like, if you die now, you're just dead because there's. I can't do anything more to to keep Survival you of the alive fittest at this point. Exactly. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do any more. Um, the rest of you, though. Pretty normal. Huh. Pretty normal. Um, actually, I guess Ellie got some some changes, but we don't know what they are yet, and I'm not going to reveal them. Um, 
So Una I got like steak. one change. Yeah, that's I right. I like steak more. She likes blood, fresh blood from the neck uh -huh. of victims. No, that's a, that's no, that's Bobo. Oh right, wait, he. Uh, okay, Bobo's Bobo. Right, Bobo. Imagine if we revealed that Bobo was a vampire all along. That's why I needed the sunglasses and stuff. Like, that's yeah, how I know. That's what it is. He's he's a thousand year old vampire. Um. But it, so it really ideas. was him depicted. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that was a demon. Um, vampires aren't demons, okay? Actually. Speaking of actually, the web spell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, so, I had a change. I got nerfed. So, you know, of... you didn't get nerfed, but luckily your character ha has some stuff that goes uh, with, with strange memory. memory. Oh, you should spoil it. Don't spoil it. Memory things. Let oh. them figure it out. All right. Don't well, well, you okay? Doesn't got the web spell anymore. Uh, <laughs> or, or spoil it. I will never, ever allow the web spell. There are only two things that are disallowed in my D and D campaigns. Uh, two and a half, because wish is also a, a thing that I probably wouldn't deal with as a spell. The lucky feet can fuck off, and now. A web spell I no longer lucky. no longer <laughs> canonically exists i've never allowed lucky since the first thing i ran um and uh yeah that's gonna be what it, that will be the next thing polymorph here's here's my new rule on polymorph because i had a group that would that just beat the like the penultimate super boss um of one of my campaigns by just polymorphing themselves into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> and just, <laughs> I was like, That's what are you doing? Really smart, they were like, That's I polymorph into a T-Rex and then you get the stats of a T-Rex and it's just unbelievably strong. Um, but they was, surprised you. Yeah, they did. And it was, <laughs> it was fun and I allowed it. But then I was like, damn it, you need to have seen the thing to be able to polymorph into it. And I was like, when the fuck did you see a T-Rex, you know? And that could have been my excuse, god damn. At the museum, obviously. Polymorph always makes uh, an appearance <laughs> in the final battles of my campaigns for some reason. Like, no one uses it. And then they're like, haha, GM, I polymorph the enemy, the big bad evil guy into a rat. Fuck. What the fuck? Fuck you. Um, no, right. TB. Ruining my whole fucking I, thing. I'll get my own back one day. One of these days. That wasn't kidding. me. I didn't. It was you. It, you count. You were in that group. And. Um, oh, okay. So because I was next to the person who committed the crime, I should be persecuted as well. You've been to my stream. That's exactly how. Yeah, I was. <laughs> that's the joke I was going to make. <laughs> I've totally subscribed ah, to that. Like, now. Or the whole class gets punished for the naughty kids yeah. thing. thing. Um, I think that's the best, uh, yeah, that's the best. Um, yeah, okay. Well, here we are once again with the super-powered Aura and her friends, um, in, uh, at Aura's house, almost, in Aura's bank garden, um, in Alexandria. Are you guys ready to continue? Because we yes. can continue right now. I'll give you a little recap of what happened last time, um, you guys, uh, what's the beginning of the episode? Oh, it was it was undead Ellie coming back from the dead. Um, yeah. The uh, the the thing formerly known as Ellie um, returned to a 
to a, a form of life, I guess. I'm still a woman, it. please, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the horrific creature, formerly known as Ellie, was um, returned to an, to an undead state. She's, she's alive-ish, um, but it seems that whatever's going on with her has changed her in some way. And from a mechanical perspective, she's undead. From, um, you know, in the game, there are things that seem to be aware that she's undead. Yet she's still able to, like, move around and be there and, you know, look like she's alive and think and stuff like that. Um, you guys kind of got over it pretty quickly. It's been a crazy journey so far. And this is, you know, middle of the road, really. One of you is just an undead now. Sure. Next. Um, you, uh, went to town and bought some armor. The armor was, um, made specifically for Aura by somebody called Klex. Um, and it was made with friendship. And love. And love. And so, um, picking that up and spending a bunch of your gold bars and coins and things, you guys headed out of town with Alvin, the gnome in tow, um... And began heading towards the lake outside of um, Bame Village, where uh, you believe um, Suna's mother to be, which is who you're. You're really your only thing, quest, clue um, as to what to do. After you uh, kind, you pretty much came to the decision to bail out from the Dying Order race, the Ahi, that um, divine con creature thing whatever it is was floating around and telling you what to do and you were in a race um you bailed out because future aura told you to and uh also told you to go and see Suna's mother so that's really your in your goal and you finally set out to do that um you walked out into the snow it's still snowing there's snow everywhere and you encountered some uh ogres there were four of them they tried to um kill and eat ellie believing her to be a vampire, um, and they were just starved. There's no food anywhere, and the ogres are feeling it just as bad as anyone else, if not more. And um, uh, so they set, um, they set about trying to get you, but you managed to defeat them. And uh, pretty much that's where we, we ended after you had um, killed all four of these ogres. So we return once again to the sort of... Um, snowscape uh, outside of Bame Village and it's just a, a pretty large and endless flat plains uh, with some with some rolling hills to a degree um, of of snow along one side uh, along the north side of you there are trees that, that head up towards mountains that are in the distance but this storm is uh, it's pretty heavy it's not crazy but there's you know there's a decent snowfall coming down um you guys are not like lost lost um but aura is kind of unsure as to how far or how close you are to the lake which is your destination here um you're cut you kind of know where to go and you definitely aren't lost in the sense that you could easily double back and go back to the village if you needed to you kind of have a decent idea of which way is west, which is generally your bearing because of the mountainscape and the forest always being on your north. Um, but you don't know, like, exactly. Like, on any usual day, probably without the snow, I would imagine Aura could very quickly find her bearings and work out 
roughly where she is. You know, one hour away from here, two hours away from there. But you're a little lost um, as it sits right now. Um, four dead ogres around you. Um, practically inedible is the decision that you came to. And, um, uh, yeah, what do you guys want to do? everybody feeling they smell awful i can see now why you said we shouldn't eat them yeah they've got a stank to them oh yes i still smell like them yeah. i don't smell anything i'm i guarantee you though it does smell pretty bad well i don't need to eat I don't need to eat this, so I'm not really hungry. Is anybody hungry? You guys want? No, we ain't touching no. that. No. no, 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 no. I don't mean no, no, no. Are you just hungry in general? I mean, you don't need to eat them. That would not be. I would not advise that. You might get sick. Maybe uh, we should take our little rest. We could start a fire and then get our bearings. Maybe that's a good idea. Can I do a perception check? Is there anything like uh that would resemble any sort of shelter-ish environment? Yeah, sure, you all can if you want. Okay. Is there anything around here that maybe we could, uh... <laughs> we wow. could rest, or...? I am now blind. <laughs> shelter here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Barasuna, where you are isn't too bad. It's the area where the ogres, um, set up camp. The On the other side of this kind... There's, like, a pretty large kind of boulder that um, is covered in, like, moss and grass, but underneath a layer of, of stone. There's a few trees around it which have started to wither in the cold. Um, but where the uh, the ogres were sat, um, it, it, the wind is blowing um, to the west, so you can kind of get some sort of a windbreak from the giant rock and maybe rest behind that. Other than that, you could you could push in north up into the forest a little bit and get some cover from the trees, um, but the forest is a little dodgy. Alvin has expressed several times along the way that the forest is, uh, is a little more dangerous than being out in the plains, even though he likes to be in the forest as opposed to the plains because of the orcs. Technically, the animals are more dangerous. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's pretty much just a plain, so there's not really anywhere very good. Even sitting here under this rock for a rest isn't going to be very comfortable for very long. Um, Ellie, you're convinced that if you guys stop here, everyone, probably except for you because you're already dead, will die. Worst place to stop ever. Uh, well, he here looks fairly decent. I mean, Does anybody have, like, a piece of fabric? I, I could use this whip and we could, like, jerry-rig something to block the wind. Uh, well, I, is it gonna work? I mean, this isn't necessary. We just—I have a blanket. Huh. I have a winter blanket. But we could just my... make something to block the wind, and then we could all just sit for a little bit around a fire, warm up, and figure out where to go. That sounds nice. I mean, we're kind of—we just killed how many trolls? How are we uh, certain? Four, that not... maybe one, two. Are we certain that not more are gonna appear though? Four. Like this doesn't seem very safe right here. Brad, do I know if they live in packs? Yeah, nature or survival check. Okay. 
Nate. Mm, they usually move around in like little groups of of two to to four, but um. Uh, How many did we kill? They're not on the screen anymore. I can't remember. It was five, right? It was four. There's oh, okay, pretty four. pretty um. There's not very uh. It's not it's not like a guarantee. You can find, you know, like 10 of them. You can find one of them with a whole band of orcs, um, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, even on an eight, by the way, that's a pass for, for general knowledge on ogres, because they're pretty common. Well, um, usually there's about this many and a big group, but sometimes they make friends and... I mean, I guess... We could take one of their heads and put it on a stick, and it's like a warning. Oh, good lord! Oh my god! I'll do it. I walk to the nearest ogre and I start chopping. Oh, oh. I mean, it oh, was god. okay. That's just a. I'll get a stick, and I'm gonna go get a stick from a tree. <laughs> yep. And whittle like the end into a spike, so she can just on both sides. So I like stick move in the my and... my mask up a little bit. Like, oh, I think I actually can smell. <laughs> so yeah you can do this yes you, she comes over with a, a, a just holding it lad pike yeah it's just horrifying that's terrible but you don't want to kiss it Bo and I hold it no. up to his face no, no 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 I ain't kissing that okay well it's kind of cute when it's dead you know I can't no. tell if being dead has made you more barbaric or if you were always this way I'm not going to answer that <laughs> and then I go and okay, you gotta place the pike in the ground and then I'll put it on. I don't know how she finds that cute. I, me either. Well, I, I guess I'll start a fire. <laughs> Alright, give me a survival check. Seven. Mm, I would say in this environment, that's a fail. It's real hard right. to do. Um, first of all, you don't really have any dry wood. Um, all of the wood around here is um, snow-covered. There's a pretty rough wind going. Um, I don't think it's easy to make a fire at all. And you're, you'd spend a little while struggling. By the time you're finished, um, Ellie and Aura are like dusting their hands. And there's a pike just outside of where you're setting up camp here with what looks like just a, would look to us like a giant blobfish um, <laughs> stuck on top of it at a I weird angle as it's come down. One of its eyes is like really far one side of the pike, the other one on the other side, its tongue is like hanging down out of its mouth. And then there's just gore hanging down from its considerable neck on the pike. You've done it. There is a disgusting message to all further ogres in the area. That makes us look tough, right? Like, oh, don't mess with them. There's bodies everywhere and a head on us, Mike. That is going to piss them off. I don't know. One or the other. We'll see. Yeah, I could go either way. It would, yeah, I would turn around if I saw that. Yeah, oh. If anything, if it doesn't, if, if it pisses off, pisses off the ogres, at least it'll like scare away probably anyone else. Plus all these dead bodies that seem to be still lying around. So I'll see that soon as having trouble getting the fire started, can I try to see if I can help? Yeah, give me a survival check. Fourteen. I, I seem to be having a, a little bit of trouble here. <laughs> the, the wind and the wood's wet. It's a lot of things. 
you're between the two of you you're successful um, maybe alvin helps out and um you find some uh some sticks you find some some dry uh wood underneath some one of these trees and you're able to make a small fire and um it's not an impressive display it's not going to be a big fire it's quite kind of hard to find some of the, the wood around that you need um maybe laying some of them around the edge of this small fire here um, in time, they'll probably dry out, but depending on how long you're planning on staying here, it's a, you get a small fire going. It's nothing wild. It doesn't really produce a, a lot of heat, but um, yeah, you got you got one going. Oh, thank heavens. Like, I walk towards the fire and I, I, I raise my bum over it and I start clasping my hands, just enjoying the heat. Oh, yes. <sighs> Brad, how does how does uh, cold versus warmth affect me? Um, I don't think you feel that, right? Hang on, let's see. What was the? I warmth? feel like like actual fire. I'd maybe feel a little bit. Right, I think you you can if I feel. If were on fire, I think you can I would feel, feel pain, and you and you still take damage from fire. Um, but I don't know if it does the same thing to you as it did in life in the yeah. when you put your hand near fire it completely warms you up i'd say you can probably sense it though you can feel it it's just maybe i like don't a, necessarily a, need it right oh you don't need it no you can okay. probably stand in this cold and you might eventually technically freeze and die from just being stood in this thing and dying becoming a frozen icicle person um yeah maybe you feel a, a very dulled version of of heat I would say. Um, you don't really sense the cold at all, but maybe you can feel some, you know, again, dulled version of heat. I've, Not much. Yeah, I would die until I get thawed, right? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, yeah, potentially. I think, well, the thing is, you can still take damage. Like, your flesh yeah. and, and bones can die. You, We don't know, but potentially you can, you know, freeze and die. Yeah. Um, I don't think you know um, I'm not even sure I know until we cross that bridge. But um, I feel like at first I would stand out in the cold, then I'd see everyone huddled around the fire trying to get warm, and I'd be like, "All oh, right, I gotta pretend like I'm normal," yeah. and I'd go sit by Bo. <laughs> I mean, should we stay here longer than just a short time? Like, take a nap? I don't know how are you guys feeling. I'm pretty out. I can keep watch. I I don't need to sleep. Well, so can I. I'm, I just need to sit for a minute. Doesn't need yeah. to be a, a long time. I just just relaxing for a bit until we. I mean, we have been walking all day, and then, you know, the ogre situation. I'll let Alvin can sleep next to me if he wants. I mean, I'm gonna protect him. You know, he healed me, so I owe him. I'm not I tired. It's okay. I just probably I take watch as well. I think you should sleep. I think we all should sleep. That's well, okay. for... you sleep yet? Yeah, it's it's midday. I think Galvin's too scared to sleep anyway. That's a good point. Probably right. I might be as well. Of, do I hear you, Suna? <laughs> I was whispering. I don't know if you hear me or not. I thought he was whispering because I'm sitting next to Bobo. I thought he was talking to me. <laughs> mm. Even uh, if he was, I probably whisper back to Bobo. I wasn't saying that out loud, but uh, I don't. I, I completely miss it. Like I don't think you're talking about me. I'm just like, 
Yeah, I guess if ogres attack, that would be kind of scary, huh? Yes, ogres are what's yep, scary. Yep, yep. I, I look over Kinda... to the spiked head of the ogre. If Alvin's, like, sitting or close to me, I'm just going to kind of drag him over towards me. Yeah, he's probably hiding behind you as soon as it, okay. every time Ellie speaks to him. Then I'm going to grab, if I have an extra coat or blanket or something, or use the rest, or use my overcoat and kind of wrap it around him, because I know they're all like, I know Ellie's probably kind of joking, but I, I feel very protective of Al Alvin, so I'm just like, I'm just going to keep him close. Yeah, he sits with you. Oh, I was and, being completely serious. I owe him. He healed me, so I was being serious. <laughs> he's just sitting next to you, I think, as all of you are sitting around. He's got his hands up to the fire as well. He keeps an eye on Ellie, but yeah, you guys had a moment last week where I think he seems a little less like he's not like constantly freaking out and wide-eyed um fear staring at, at Ellie um he says well if um, you guys don't want a long rest then I say you know we'll rest here for a little bit and then keep on going you know he throws uh some food at everyone but Ellie just like it'd probably be like something like fruit and nuts or something like that he just offers everyone some. I found some of this. Uh, there's not much left of it. I like look and I oh, see nothing before me, and I'm like, "Yo, Alvin, where's mine?" Oh, I, 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 I don't think that I have any blood. No, I don't. We we already been over. I don't drink. I don't drink blood. We already. This is Brazil nuts. They're gonna break your teeth. You need them. But what do you think my teeth are suddenly made of glass? Like, no, I don't. Oh my god. But you know you what? Teeth, not you know what? Fuck all y'all. Okay. I... How are we going to find our bearings? <sighs> Brad, do I notice? Can I you do a perception check to see if I recognize something now that we've been here a while? Survival check for that. Okay. I have a 10. Um, ten's enough. Sooner, you've never been here before, right? Right. So you definitely know which way west is, and that's probably about really all you can do a, a check for. You can, or if we've been here before, like if we're backtracking. Oh right, no, you haven't gone round in circles um, with my map. Okay. No, you guys have still been you've still been heading in your direction. You're not lost in the sense that you like you're you're done for. You'll never make it. You're just lost in in more of the sense that you're not sure exactly where you are along the the Oregon Trail here. Um, you um, you're pretty you're pretty sure, Aura, that you're actually closer um, rather than further away from the lake. I think is probably what you get the sensation of. You're probably over the halfway mark in terms of your journey, um, and just continuing west. Eventually, you're gonna. The, the thing with the lake is that it sits at the very bottom of the, uh, the forest. So if you follow the tree line across forever, even though it kind of goes up and down, you know, and it can, if you just followed the tree line, it would be a really slow route as opposed to walking in a straight line. Um, you would eventually just find the lake as long as you keep the tree line within your um, eyesight. Um, even if you get lost a little bit, as long as you stay on a bearing of west, you'll find the river, and then you can walk north along the river to the lake. So um, you can't truly get super lost. I mean, you can if you really fuck it up. Um, but 
I'd say you don't know exactly where you are specifically, um, but looking around, maybe judging something based on the mountainside, um, you get the sense that you're closer to you're you're not too far away really from the from the lake. Maybe another half hour trek. Okay. Dead west. Would Alvin know where Alvin we are? Alvin on a seven doesn't know. He's oh, looking okay. around. I've been rolling when you guys are rolling, and he's looking around. Okay. And he's, he's sort of. I don't know if that, but uh, maybe that in there is where we saw. Uh, I think if we, we hugged the, the mountain. Remember when we hugged the mountain that one time, and then the lake was at the bottom there. Yes. I think we have to do that. I think that's where we was. Yeah. It was that long way, and then we got uh, lost, and the picnic was ruined. But if it's not, then we're gonna take us twice as long to get there. At least we'd get there. It's cold. I know. Well, we could start that way, and then if we look again and figure out that this is not the way to go, we can change course. Okay. Guess so. I was saying it loud enough so, like, everybody could kind of hear and pointing where we would need to go. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds great to me. I'm ready whenever the rest yeah, of you same. are. I don't want to stay out here. <laughs> yeah, same. But it's a little bit chilly. Okay. Let's go down. All right. Um, you can take the benefits of a, of a short rest, um, which means you can use hit dice if you want to roll a hit dice to regain some of your HP you might have lost, um, and any spells or abilities that you get back on a short rest return. Um... So, yeah, you can do that now if you want. Wow. Wait, that's a D4. You shouldn't have a D4. Hang on, we were, we would... I rolled it's... a character for a thing the other day, and it's wrong. Hold on. Okay. Uh, how do you do this thing again? Because um, the sheets are uh, different. Or Roll20 updated something, and it messed with the things. Wait, you should have a D10. Ranger, D10, I think. How doesn't that work, then? Aha, there it is. All right, roll it again. Okay. All right. I'll go into each of your sheets real quick and check. Um, okay. What does a rogue get? Oh, hold on. D8. You see where it's got the bracket? It says D4. You can change it. Oh, I did. Oh, it. I already rolled it. Can I just keep? Yeah, oh, re never just mind. Just re re-roll any. I don't mind. Um, let me just check what Bo's got. He's a bard, which is a D8 as well. Um, three? Where are you got three? You should have more. You should have four hit die. Bow, bow, bow. And, um, Suna. Mine's you done D6. It? You did it? Yep. Nice. All right, yeah. So, re-roll uh, re your hit dice. It should be correct this time. You can regain that HP. And, uh... Roll. Did you get a one a second time? Yeah, Alvin. You got a one for a second time. There's no I, I did the second time I rolled. I wow. got a one on my D10. What the fuck? got a nine the second time. There's just no hope for you. Like, I don't know what to tell you at this point, but... This is fine. Yeah. It's okay, I've been rolling it's a lot of whip you're carrying around. Week. It's cursed. It's cursed. <laughs> it's quite cursed. Oh. Um, well, you can roll multiples, by the way. Oh, you did. Okay. Uh, Alright, so everyone's finished with their hit die, and um, 
yeah, you guys, you have a short rest. Maybe eat a little bit of food, sit by that fire. The chill, the, the fire doesn't do a lot. Sitting still is probably worse than, than moving, but at least you um, grab a bit of food, um, drink a little water, and then kick some snow over the fire and begin uh, again moving towards the, um, towards the lake. So, um, this time, let's see. Uh, who was doing what? Um, it was Alvin and Ellie that were scouting. So give me perception checks. And then Aura, Bo, give me survival checks. And Suna didn't, didn't need to do nothing. Didn't need to do nothing. Wow, Aura. Um, amazing. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Bow on a 14. Um, you can replenish everyone's water stores. Fantastic. That's about it. Um, I think maybe you collect some, some clean looking snow. Um, and as you're going along, you just let it melt in a, in a water skin and then throw it at one of your um, comrades one by one, replenishing everyone's water skins. Uh, Aura 5 is actually all you need to follow the tree line. Like it, it, like that's just really. I think all you guys are doing. You're just following Aura, who's heading, um, staying relatively close within eyeshot of the of the of the tree line here, and continuing to head west. Um, with Alvin helping you uh, scout, Ellie, um, you guys find nothing. You don't encounter anything. You sense that maybe, um, uh, maybe the the forest to your north would indeed be more dangerous any animals and creatures or beasts that are out there would probably not be in the snow fields with this strange weather that's coming so heading too close to the forest would be a bad idea you don't really notice anything there are no roaming packs of orcs or no more ogres following you guys or anything like that um and uh between you and alvin yeah you guys don't see anything there's like no again there's no wildlife and it's uncomfortable like, there's not even birds um, flying around for the most part. It's very, very rare that you'll sight an animal. Um, one or two birds in the distance, but almost nothing. It seems like most of the animals have gone into a strange early hibernation, or the birds are starting to fly south to nowhere, really, because it's just not something that they usually have to do here. And it's really messed up the ecosystem a little bit, having the snow suddenly fall in, in the sort of late summer um you guys i think probably walk for about um probably about 45 minutes to an hour um it starts to get pretty chilly starts to get pretty um maybe a little tiring after you've been walking and and fighting and then walking some more and you're sort of taking a longer route you can feel that you guys aren't doing like a straight shot through the snow here and this snow is coming down around you. Your clothes by now would be just wet. Um, it's not the type of snow that does that arctic thing where it freezes on you. I think it's it's making your your um, your clothes quite wet, and and it and your beard bows probably covered in snow, and your hairs all wet. Each of you, um, and unless you have something like leathers on, um, you're probably pretty much wet through. Your feet would be frozen. You probably can't feel your toes. Um, when in the distance, let's see who rolled the highest. Um, Alvin, 
points out. Hey, Lark. What, what is that? Um, Ellie, probably you... He's probably talking to you, actually. Both of you are probably scouting ahead a little bit. Um, and you can see that there's a structure ahead of you. And it, it takes a moment for your eyes to adjust through the snowstorm. But you can see now that there is what appears to be um, a, a, a structure that isn't touched by the snow. You can see what looks like a very small cottage. Um, and as you guys walk forward a little more, um, and Alvin ushers the rest of you to catch up with, with Ellie and him, you see this um, this tiny little cottage, and not a big structure at all. It just looks very... It stands out against the whiteness um, of the snow around you. You can see, like, brick and vines, like red brick. Um, vines running up it that are, like, green, like this is a summer... Um, summer's day and you can see uh, with the with the wind blowing away from you but as you get closer you can see now that the, there's a chimney which is um, puffing red smoke up into the air and bright red as well like primary red um, you can see as you get a little closer that this thing is actually sitting upon a frozen lake and the lake's pretty large um, I don't think you can really see the other side this thing sits maybe about 40 feet away from where snow turns to frozen ice um, and a, a glistening glittering blue lake spreads out now pretty much I think probably for your eyesight isn't too great here because of the snowstorm but it spreads out pretty much entirely um, across your western and southern um, view and there's just this co cottage sat on the middle of this ice it looks bizarre it doesn't look like it should be there. It doesn't look like it could possibly have even been built there. It's sitting outside of the snow. There's no snow settling on it. Um, it looks like it should be falling through. Whoever built this must have built it within the last week because there, this was a lake a week ago and not frozen over. Um, you can see that there are curtains which are drawn across the circular windows and that the front door is closed. What do you guys do? Well, that's very much... Mum, so. Wait, that's your mom's house? Uh, I mean, probably. I think it's safe to assume. Uh, Brad, does this look like the cottage that I saw in the, in that vision with uh, Pops? Uh, in that wrapped? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that uh, this is hers. She always did like greenery. Well, shall we? I think we should. I. So it's on the ice, Brad, in the middle of the lake? <laughs> yeah. We're going to have gonna... to walk? I'm going to test the lake to see if it is, the ice is thick enough to even walk on. Uh, yeah, give me a, I guess give me a... Survival? Uh... No, give me an acrobatics check. Something, okay. that, uses, something that uses decks. 23. 23. Yeah, I think you you place a boot onto the onto the ice. Um you maybe test it a little, then maybe allow some more of your weight to fall onto the ice and then probably allow an entire foot um and and allow your entire weight onto the foot on the ice and it seems to completely support you. There isn't like a terrifying cracking noise or anything like that. It seems pretty damn solid. It feels the same as if you had your boot on on stone. Um although maybe a little more um, slippy. I imagine there's a lot of snow on it too, right? 
There's some snow. Um, Might make it a little, little less slick. Alvin is kind of looking at you, waiting for you to fall through. Um, <laughs> and he says, um, what, what happens if we fall into the lake? Well, we freeze to death. Oh. Well, okay, that's a bit dramatic. We, we would pull one of each other out. Chances are we're not all going to fall through. All well, you once. guys might freeze to death. I just got to get thawed, you know? Is that is a your joke? Mom a hefty woman or is she muscular? What? Well, like, I mean, if she was walking across the ice, is she small? Are you asking if my mother is fat? I just. Yeah, what are you? I don't understand. She's asking oh, if my mother is fat, rotund. I like wave. I wave Alvin and Bobo on. Like, come on, let's go. I mean, it it helps. Well, okay. Let's just go single file along the the. It's fine. Base out a few feet. That way, if someone falls through, you got a few feet to go, and we can try to pull them out. I'll go first, and you guys follow in whatever order. But um, yeah, let's just let's just try this. All right. All right. What's the marching order? I go first. Yeah. Oh, oh, I I will. Uh, w- whenever I wait, whoever goes before me can go before me. But I'll how much follow. space are you leaving between each person before? A full person. Okay. I, I would who say has that lived I, around a lake. Trust me. I would say that if Alvin has uh, is behind me, I would like keep like trying to get him to stay like I, I'd say about three feet behind me he's walking like with his arms out like a toddler and like really <laughs> like he's walking along a wall like he's just doing it really carefully it looks like he's trying to step in exactly where your feet were and I'm I'm walking like I'm stealthing in shadows but I'm literally just walking across the leg very carefully mm-hmm. so, so. Uh, who's next maybe 10 feet after that oh steps I'll out go onto next. the lake yeah yep all right. Yeah, it seems fine. It seems I, I can't be... say I'm as graceful. I'm I'm slipping and sliding here and there, and I, I ain't I ain't so good. Uh, balance ain't my forte. It's yeah. It seems to be fine. Who's next? I mean, Zuna. Aura, would you would you like to go in front? Uh, no, I'll bring up the rear. Okay. All right. I'm just going to gingerly walk across the ice but i am using my walking stick to poke in front of me yeah probably Again, it not seems a good idea but pretty pretty darn solid here oh, um, this is this is solid this i don't think you can even see absurd. water really rushing underneath it or anything like that it's it it looks like solid ice um look at that aura solid as brick that's good i mean i wasn't trying to be offensive i was just wondering if it would help you know oh you didn't offend me I, I look like I'm starting to say something, and I just I decide not to step onto the ice. Um, yeah, I think by the time uh, Aura steps onto the ice, uh, Ellie, you get to the the cottage, and as far as you can tell, it seems to be pretty real. Um, there's a a little bit of snow that falls almost all the way up to where the first brick is on the ice, but it still seems very strange once you get close enough to it and the others start single file walking across the ice and you can kind of see this thing up close it looks very very real but there's just a an odd sensation that comes off can of i do it. a stealth check 
Okay, so. Yeah, what are you trying to hide behind? I'm trying, well, I'm or trying from. to hide, like, against the cottage, and I want to look in the windows. Yeah, sure. The, um, as soon as you're near it, though, you, you just get a sensation that this is no ordinary cottage. If you hadn't already yeah. put two and two together, it seems just different and strange, and you can see the snow falling near where it is, but it never settles onto the roof. Um, yeah, you get all the way up to one of the windows, um, maybe look around the side, uh, and you can see a different window. The curtains are pulled um, on all of them. The curtains yeah. inside look like they're like a really dark red. Um, and uh, there's for sure like lamps or, or, or torches on inside. You can see that there's a light glow coming through the, the, um, the curtains or maybe at the edges of them. You can see some light spilling out, but pretty much you can't see anything inside before Alvin appears behind you and then... Uh, Bo, then Suna, you get close enough to the cottage, and lastly, Aura, you walk up, um, and you all end up standing in front of what is a pretty small door. Um, I think the uh, the door is probably only about um, five feet tall. Um, it looks like the type of door that you might find on a um, somebody from the small folk, like a halfling or someone who has a a, a, a cottage of their own or somewhere. Um, the, the, uh, yeah, the small folk would live in, but, um, other than that, yeah, I don't think you, you really see anything going on. There's, there's the sense of, uh, a magic here going on, and that's about it. Little door in front of you, wooden handle. That's it. No, no, um, window on the door. I check for traps on the door. Yeah, give me a perception check. But do we just knock? I'm just Before checking for traps, because last time I stole or opened something I shouldn't have, I got a curse, so... <laughs> you rolled performance, so I think you probably do a nice oh. little... a little, uh, little dance. I do. My bad. Well, that's not much better, so... <laughs> uh, no traps. Looks very... Okay. normal. It seems completely... like just a normal little house that you would find anywhere in a smaller village somewhere. I do like a John Belushi to get to it and it's just so obvious. And then I check for traps. Yeah. So, you, can see, no, uh, um, you can see Ellie kind of looking around the edges of the door. She's maybe like, she brings like the, the, the edge of a dagger up to underneath where the awning is and she starts running it along the thing. Um, but it just doesn't, nothing happens. You can hear the, the, you can feel the, the knife scraping along the brick and stuff like that. Um, so I, again, I bang on the door. I just like straight up, I don't knock, I like bang on it. As soon as you bang once, the thing just swings open. And, um, you get, you get hit by like a, a wave of warmth pretty quickly, I think. Um, each of you that's standing outside would very, um very quickly feel this warmth. There's a rush of warmth that runs uh, across each of you. Alvin kind of lets out like a <gasps> and you look inside and you can see what looks like a, a home. Just just like a, a, little, a little cottage, a little home. Um, you get a, a scent that hits you of incense and what might be lemons. There's um, an instant sort of open plan room with like cushions and pillows around a, a low table. Um, to one side there is 
uh, boxes full of what just looks like junk and amassed things. There's scrolls. There are hanging lanterns from the roof. Different types of lanterns, like they might have been collected over many years. Um, there's a small tea set on the table with um, with a, a little stove, like a tiny little miniature stove with a little flame underneath that seems to be keeping the the uh, the kettle in the center boiling. Um, to the right of the door, just on the inside, is a small kitchenette with a little stove and oven. Um, you guys probably quickly see what looks like a large cake sitting on the kitchenette. Um, and there's a third room. It looks like it's in the back directly across from where you are standing um, with like a hidden doorway behind it. And in the doorway, there is a young woman standing there. She's not particularly obese. Aura. Um, not at all. She looks uh, about maybe a, even a little smaller than Ellie, who from your description is quite thin, quite slight, and um, she's uh, a pretty pretty young looking person, like maybe in her 20s. Some similarities quite quickly that stand out to Suna, but she's much, much younger. Um, and she's wrapped in a thin red shawl, similar to kind of what Suna wears. Um, her attire is very similar to a lot of the clothing that you guys saw in Dustvale. Um, she looks a little to the, the, the other three here, like some of the sort of traveling um, gypsy folk that you might find in Alexandria that move in caravans from town to town, usually selling things or putting on small shows. Um, and uh, yeah, even in the... Um, the cold of the 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 outside there's actually quite a decent sense of warmth that comes out um she has these like large brown eyes that seem warm and welcoming um and uh yeah she she kind of opens her arms pretty pretty quickly and ushers each of you in do you go do you guys go in straight oh, away perfect time oh. it's very cold out here so I go and laugh. Told me you had a little sister. <laughs> no, this is this is my mother. Wait, this is your mom? Yes. Mom, go, 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 come, come in, come in. As you guys each step inside, Alvin kind of looks around um, and uh, kicks his boots off. Um, and the woman um, from across the room, kind of leaning in a doorway, she pretty she sees everyone and and she she. Um, opens her arms as you step in but she's kind of watching you sooner more than anyone else um, as everybody steps in she says welcome in I am Yelatra or uh, you can call me Mother Numera for the rest of you but she's looking at Suna when you guys each step in um, she, she stands up from the, the doorway she looks you up and down a little bit Suna almost as if um, most of she hasn't seen you for a long time and she's taking in the differences in, in how you look and, and checking you over um, she kind of walks a little uh, uh, a little a little closer towards the kitchen and points at the cake and says to you Suna get your friend some lemon cake and uh, there is tea there yeah, yes of course mum hmm I will see each of you in my parlor before we palaver. Huh. Uh, uh, tiefling, then the elves. Ladies first. Of course, Mr. Bobo. Do you understand? Oh, she means you first. 
Or uh, how big of a slice would you like? Um, I'll do, you know, it's like a normal, really normal slice. Good. Yeah, I'll do like a normal slice. Okay, how about I give you a normal extra? Just a little, oh. it's really good. Okay, I haven't had a cake in a while. Uh, yes. Wait, I are we going in one by one? Yeah, everyone spoke at once. What? Are, are, we, are we going in one by one with, yeah. with your with your mom? Yeah. Yes. Well, oh. I mean, Bubba, if you want me to hold your hand, I can. Oh no, no, no! It's okay. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just uh, fixing myself up, it's inspecting my breath. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she uh, she crosses her arms and. Um, and uh, doesn't again doesn't really take her eyes off of you sooner. She looks um, she looks away after you kind well, of I'm move in. Cake, so. After you move into the kitchenette and there's a little yeah. knife and you start to cut up pieces of cake, she I have watches you again. Is, yeah. is everything like? I'm assuming this is her tiny hut, and this I'm familiar with the, you know, what's inside. Mm, roll me a d20. Two. Oh, you have almost right. no memory of being here, yet you, right. there is some familiarity to the place. Um, although everything is kind of laid out in the sense that there's a there's a cake there that's pretty big, honestly. Like like it's a it's like a birthday cake size cake, a, a lemon sponge cake with lemon drizzle on. It's extremely. Is it a birthday cake? Is it like a? Don't think you know what it is. It's just a lemon right. cake. Um, it is big, and it also looks like it couldn't possibly have been made in the oven that she has here. Um, but that doesn't really necessarily mean anything. Your mother has a lot of tricks, and uh, but there's a there's a there's a, a few sets of dishes, small small little um, plates and things, um, some forks, spoons, and uh, a big knife to cut the cake with and as soon as you go over there and you take the knife and start uh, cutting in she looks you over again um, she squints a little bit at you while you go to cut the cake and then she turns around by the way the, the she seems like very nonchalant about you guys being there like if you guys had gone here every day uh, for years that's how she's acting kind of thing like as if you like you guys probably feel really awkward like you're probably standing in the doorway huddled like kids that just got home from school and she's just acting as if you guys are here all the time um and uh she just she just seems very relaxed around you she points at you Bo, and says very well you first come with me and she walks into the uh room at the back through some of those beads that sometimes sit in front of parlor doors that being said it just looks like a wall of black, like magical darkness beyond the beads. Oh, well, before I go and uh, I uh, poof up my uh, my shawl, and I'm like, uh, how, how do I look? I, I turn to the girls, asking for their opinion. Uh, you very. kind of look half-assed. I think you look nice, Bo. I think you, you look very charming, Bo. Thank you, Aura, Suna, Ellie. I'll, I'll, I'll be seeing you girls in a bit. <laughs> Would you like some cake first, or? Oh, save me a slice. Okay, so we'll, we'll do. All right. Lemon. So, uh, I, uh, Bo, I you walk in. Yeah. Yes. Bo kind of pushes past those beads and heads into this, um, this other room. Um, and there's no sound coming from the other room or anything like that. He just seems to go 
leaving you four, including Alvin, in the other room. Alvin um, walks over towards where you are sooner and says, That's your mother, is it? Y- yes. Where is that's, it? That's right. At? And he looks over at Aura. You look, you look different. <laughs> Older. Yes. Yes. Is that so questions. Well, my, my mother is very special. Okay. I look like I have a lot of questions I want to ask, and I start to ask them, and then I stop myself because they might come across as offensive. And here's your slice of cake, Alvin, and Aura, and Thank you. some tea. Okay, you sit down over here, then. He finds, like, mm-hmm. a little nook. Like, again, this place is, uh, there's, like, cushions, and there's no, there's no, like, sofa. You know, there's no, like, chairs, even. It's just, um stuff on the ground cushions and, and blankets and things like that and he probably finds a corner and sits down he sits cross-legged and um smells the cake and starts to look it over and then he tucks in that's very nice oh the, the cake did you try it already it's all gone oh would you like another slice Alvin? Uh, i think i'm gonna he looks over at ellie i'm gonna to sleep. All right. I feel very sleepy. All all right. Would you like a blanket? I just sleep now. He leans against the side of the. I walk up and I put my cloak over him. He's like already asleep. Like he leans against the uh, the wall and he just he falls immediately into a an odd and instant sleep. I I still put my cloak over him. And sit next to him. Can I turn away from them and sniff the cake? Did she? Did she put something in the fucking cake? Give me a, uh, a guess. Um, an investigation. Wait, well, if you're sniffing it, I guess I it's just a perception check. Yeah. Eight. An eight. You don't know. All right. You I'll know, say this though: she's not. She. She doesn't do that kind of thing often. I, all right. She will put. She uses all sorts of fucking things to like. Oh, this one calms you down, and this one's for, you know, arthritic arthritis, and this is. Can for, I? You know, headaches. Can I? I would like to do some sort. I don't know if it'd be investigation or perception, but he just like suddenly fell asleep, and that would give me flashbacks to when I suddenly fell asleep, yeah. <laughs> like two days ago. Do a PTSD check. Yeah. <laughs> is there a PTSD? I would like to do that. Uh, you can do an Arcana check. Okay. Oh, this is going to be 18. Um, I think probably all of you start to feel a little sleepy. Um, Even though I haven't eaten anything? I haven't. No, you haven't eaten anything. And uh, you just feel a little... all intents and purposes, a little high, a little stoned, a little, uh, woo-ha, a little floaty light in here. It's not necessarily that you're, like, falling asleep. You're just a little, woo um, it's from just incense. being in here, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Suna, Ellie, Aura, probably relatively aware that the the incense is is pretty um pretty heavy. Can I put it out? Uh, you don't know where it is. Um, give me Gosh, give me investigational perception checks to look around. Okay. You can smell it. You don't know where 16. it is. Sixteen. Um, anyone else want to look around for it? 
Well, I'll, I'll personally, my bones and muscles ache daily, so I don't care to find it. It's great. 19, and you don't care. Um, no. Ellie and I'll, Aura, I'll you, take it. you successfully don't find it. Um, and what I mean by that is that it's uh, it's not... Uh, there's no incense stick burning in here. There's no, um, like, weird sort of uh, uh, device that's giving off a, a strange gas or anything like that. The place itself just seems to be perforating this scent. Um, it's not knocking you out. It's not sleeping gas at all. It seems to have just been exceptionally... Um, is it like effective. lavender incense? Because that shit is relaxing. It's That's I would say exactly the tea lavender is. for sure. Because oh, yeah. lemon, lavender and lemon. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you like lay back and you're like, man, this is great. Yes. I think it's just <laughs> relaxing. and profession too. It's okay. relaxing and, and warming. You know that. It doesn't mess you up. It doesn't make you feel, you know, crazy or different or anything. It's just that there is uh, an, an instant um, calming effect that happens by being in here and... and it's almost certainly the incense smell that seems to be doing it, um, but, but what it is is beyond something that you guys on your investigation checks are really too sure. Um, the uh, the the gnome is like in a deep sleep and he looks quite happy. And also, you guys are warming up quite well, including you, Ellie. In here, it's quite warm, and you can feel your clothes drying quickly. You feel the sensation return to your toes a little quicker. Um, if you had just walked into somewhere like a tavern with a hearth, it would take you, a, you know, an hour, two hours sitting right next to it before you really warmed up this much. And you're already kind of warming through. Your clothes are drying quite well. You're, you're um, yeah, you're just pretty comfortable and pretty warm in here. It's, it's pretty relaxing, although some of that could be the incense. I don't say anything then. I just like chill next to Alvin after I put my cloak on him as he falls asleep. Mm -hmm. I just sit there waiting Does my turn. Does else want another slice of cake? Yeah, I'd like another slice. All right. <laughs> I've what about you, Ellie? The piece that I've been given. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not hungry. Or, all right. Oh, you should try this cake. It's really good. I mean, I haven't had my slice yet, but it's really good. Oh, I don't want to take your slice if it's no, not no, enough. no. They, they, look at this. Look, there's so much cake. There's a house cake here. Okay. Your mom is a great baker. Okay, but like, I I, I, I like think about it and I'm like, okay, I gotta be normal. Okay, just maybe a small, just some, a really small slice. Oh, all right. I, I cut you a slice and it's not small at all. <laughs> I don't really understand small slice of cake. <laughs> Who you, wants that? You give it to me. I, I, he I hesitate to take a bite. And then as I put it in my mouth, I immediately like spit it out and start choking. <laughs> what? I mean, if you're not gonna eat it, I'll take your piece. Yeah, I mean, no, it's um, it's good. No, but I think you should eat it. I just, I this, it doesn't. The sweet stuff doesn't sit well. Um, oh. I never felt oh, like you right. were a sweets person, so I get it. Never, never, and I lie. I'm like never have been. Yeah. Oh, I just like I'm, I'm already reaching for her plate, <laughs> like pushing off the part that she spit out. All right, thank you. And I just, I just like, I like bend over Gollum style, and I'm just like eating this piece of cake. My precious. Do you precious. think? Uh, do you think half of the cake is gone? Yeah. As oh, in, sorry. On the, on for me, mine thing. is. <laughs> well, whoever. I mean, of the entire no, cake. I'd, how much I'd of it say, do you think you've served up? 
Well, how big was the cake? It was a birthday cake, right? Yeah, Pretty I'd say so, because I'm having a slice, and Aura's had two slices, Alvin had a big hefty slice, and I imagine the cake is just for us, so I've been very yeah. generous with the slices, although I did save a big slice for Bo. So as yeah, you, I'd, say, um, whatever, I'd say about half. Whatever slice you served up last, as you put it on the plate, turn Mine. around to... Oh, there you go, you have a slice. You see the cake regrow. I figured. It fills back up, it pushes out from one side, and uh, it's almost like it uh, um, grows. I don't know how to describe that very well, but like it comes out from one end and refills the, the plate. Um, and then you guys get this, <laughs> there's another smell, um, as uh, the smell of like a freshly baked cake. Mm. It's the air and you, you get another sensation that uh, another Delightful. cake has been baked. Um, the uh, and are you guys drinking the tea as well? Oh yes, you have to have the lemon with the lavender. They yeah. are good flavors together. No matter how I... much of it you pour, it doesn't go down the amount of tea in the pot. I feel like I would try the tea as well to be normal, and I would choke again and put it like in front of me and be like, right, "I'll drink it later. It's okay." Sure, you know maybe it's not for you, but maybe i just you know i feel like maybe i'm just the cold and and i just it's not and i just try to make excuses and i just finally fall silent and sit there sure uh <laughs> inside the other room um bo you you walk through the the beads the bead door things i can't remember what they're called but you know exactly what i'm talking about where they part and you enter into a room that looks like a typical fortune teller's room there are um Lots of interesting and strange-looking books in the room. There are several um, uh, bins that seem to have scrolls and things in them. You also see an an array of um, jewelry and things like that, which I think catches your eye quite quickly. Um, Necklaces and amulets and rings and things like that in lots of little chests and um, uh, sitting in little boxes and things on several uh, bookshelves and on... Um, little desks and things like that. Room's pretty small though, and even though um, when you step into it, it it seems like there's a lot in here. The room somehow seems to accommodate for a pretty decent-sized uh, table and two chairs in the center of the of the room with a red um, uh, tablecloth on it. Already sat on the other side, um, shuffling a deck of cards is the woman who introduced herself as as Mother Numera and she she sort of just gestures to the other chair and says Welcome to my home. Um, Bo, I already know your name. Oh, that that you do. Um, so, uh, uh, do I address you as uh, Numera or can I, uh, well, considering I'm such good friends with uh, Suna, can I uh, perhaps call you Mama? Sorry, um, that's probably very unprofessional of me. Um, uh, I, I will just take my seat. You may call me what you like. Oh. She, um, uh, she looks you up and down quite salaciously, and um, her large eyes lock on to where yours are underneath your um, sunglasses, and I think it probably does something a little odd to you for a moment because um, at first you look into her eyes as she looks you up and down as you're sitting down um, and she's she's shuffling these cards. Um, but looking into them, 
forces you to look away. As you look into her eyes, you're forced immediately to look away. There's an an odd sensation. It's as if you're staring into um, these... Uh, as if, as if looking into these eyes for too long might reveal too much knowledge to you is the sensation you get. Um, for the first time, I think, since walking in, this very casual woman fixes you with a stare that makes you feel a little uncomfortable. You get the sensation that there's a lot of power within this room emanating from this person. She doesn't. She's not just a small woman or anything like that she's uh she's something else um and her eyes drive that sensation towards you you get the uh the sense that if you look into her eyes and you fix um fix her with anything longer than a a glimpse it might even drive you insane like there's just there's something about her that that emanates uh, a very a very deep power um whatever whatever source of of magic that you access to cast your spells. Um, she's a well of that. She's a whole lot of woman. She um, she closes her eyes and tilts her head back and laughs a little bit. And she's very casual. She crosses her legs and leans kind of sideways in her chair and and uh, and spreads the cards across the table in that kind of like magic trick way that that people who are good with cards can do. You can see that she, again, she looks very young. Her skin looks very young and clean. Her hands are very delicate and, and classically feminine. Um, and she says, um, In all of my years, for the most part, I have been a fortune teller. It's how I make my money if I don't. Uh, she just produces a coin from behind her fingers and then makes it disappear again. Um, she says, um, when I meet somebody for the first time, I like to get a sense of who they are with the cards. Please, uh, pick a card. Any card. And she, um, gestures towards the card. Roll me a, uh, in fact, I'll give you the, roll me a d22, in fact. Thirteen. Um, how do you? How do you? That one. Do you just point at it or do you grab it? What do you do? Oh, oh well, uh, I uh, try to be uh, confident, even though my my palms are all clammy, and uh, I, uh, I I I point my hand without trying to shake too much. Uh, I I I pick that one, touching my uh, index finger on a, on a card trying she, to look at her but then because she's too much of a woman i i kind of look to my my left she uh she taps it three times and and pushes it out from the rest of the cards and um pushes it across the table towards you and says turn it over still looking to my left i'm like oh okay yeah uh, now I, I, I flip it over uh hopefully it's facing facing um mama numera you turn over a card and on it is a skeletal looking man at the bottom of the card it says one single word death um she looks down at it and then looks up at you and then laughs again she lets out a short sharp laugh and says i 
always enjoy it when somebody draws this card. Do you know what it means? Yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't feel so good about drawing a card like that. What can you tell me about that, Mama Numera? She says, um, do not fear. Death does not always mean death, as uh, you should well know. She um, sort of gestures towards the door behind you and says, Yes, it is, uh, sometimes it can mean the end of something, that's for sure. But usually it means change. Um, she moves herself now and sits forward. She puts her arms up on the, uh, on the table and fixes you with another stare. Again, I think it, it just instinctually can't help but look away. But she looks dead at you and says, um, it is the impermeability of all things you understand change oh, is I, coming change okay um like a haircut am i am i am i getting a haircut she leans back in her chair and, and laughs at you again she says you are uh, strange aren't you well considering i am missing a a butt cheek. I guess that does make me kind of strange, but strange can be good, yes? You remind me of somebody I used to know. I do. Within me lies thunder and lightning, the fury of windstorms. Yet it is you who is the chaos here, no? Oh, you are you saying I can, uh, cause a lot of trouble because I uh, most certainly can if you wanted me to yes I am sure you could we sit upon a lake can you hear it can you feel it um not really if I do say so myself considering it launches froze. across the table the cards spill everywhere and she grabs your hand give me an arcana check Look. Ooh, as she grabs your hand, there is a crack of thunder. Um, you can you get like a, a, a like a full electric shock from her. Your hair turned like stands on end. Your you feel like you're you're hit by um, a pretty big electric shock, and I think it pushes you back in your chair. And she lets go. <laughs> um, however, there is this deep understanding of your surroundings the you feel and understand and 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 you for a moment can feel the water underneath the 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 cottage that you're in the lake you feel it as if you are it you feel the ice you feel the snow that's settled on the ground and the snow which is falling out of the sky all around you far you can almost feel like it's a probably a very disassociative sensation for a brief second as you um you just get this this sense of all of this um water and ice and snow around you and she says aha i knew it knew 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 what i mm. I, I this is the weirdest feeling i feel like i am everything uh, is this real life oh this is 
real life. Life that you have not yet accessed. Interesting. One like you does not come along every day. Hmm. A hidden power. Dormant. I am a face hard to forget. Surrounded by snow. Why, you might be the most powerful being in all of Lacrin. <gasps> You're making me blush. Hmm. But. Hmm. So limited in this packaging. So small. I am dumb. So old. So small. That's mm -hmm. small. Access to so much power could. Yes, it could simply decimate you. Huh. Perhaps I will just leave it to you. Hmm. She pulls out a tarot card and says, "A suite of cups." She throws it at you. It's the six of cups, and she says, "Water. It rules over. Hmm. This suite." Suite of cups. Uh, to demons? She looks you up and down again. Water is closely connected to uh, psychic things. Do you have uh, ever read anybody's mind? You hear what they are thinking before they say it? Can't, can't say I have. Mm. I'm good at reading people's faces, but I can't say their minds. Do you find yourself drawn to rituals? Cults and dark priests hidden in sewers. No, I, I can't say I am, but I am drawn to a pretty face. Mm, yes. Motion. Always moving, perhaps. Yes. What about, uh... Mystery. Refreshment. Yes, you are the funny one. But mysterious behind those glasses and all that hair. What are you hiding, Bobobo? I, I am not hiding anything. I just I just like my sunglasses and I like to uh, grow my hair long. And I think the, the beard gives me attitude. Mm-hmm. Yes, soon you will call upon it. And when you do, you will see that water can also represent peace. Oh, what if one doesn't know how to swim? Oh, I think you can swim. I think you might be a very good swimmer. Did you not take a little dip into the drink recently? Um, well, not not to my, uh, well, uh, I, I didn't exactly uh, willingly do it. Okay, Last time I went you can leave now. And she uh, uh, she points at the two cards, uh, the six of cups and the uh, the death card. And she says, "Take those; they are yours." Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, and with my clammy hands, I take the two cards. Uh, send in another, but not my daughter. Uh, oh, 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 okay. Um, th thank you, uh, Mama Numera. Quickly now, we don't have much oh, time. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and I. Uh, I'm like looking uh, at her nails. She's so uh, uninterested in you. Uh, 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 okay, and then I uh, open the uh, the bead curtains, yeah. and uh, I, I look His towards the, uh, the girls. And um, uh, he would walk an hour and a half to my cottage just to ask me a question, and then I'd answer it, and then he'd turn around and walk the hour and a half. I have my eyes closed, but I'm not, like, asleep. I just have my eyes closed next to Alvin. <laughs> uh, hi, ladies. Oh! Wow. Yeah. 
I saved you some cake. So did you guys get it on in there or what? That took a while. Oh, well, you can say, you know, we we got busy, but with other things. Um, uh, So uh, Mama Numero would like to see someone else, just not soon. I just can't. Oh, Oh, all right. I look at Aura and I'm like, not it. (sighs) Save me another piece of cake and I get up and I... I get up and grab her a piece of cake <laughs> and sit there with it. <laughs> and I, I go to the beads and just lackadaisically just kind of open them and walk in. All right, that's where we're going to go to a break here. As you step in, you're reading. Um, all right, well, thanks for watching, everybody. We're going to go to a short break um, and uh, go grab some cake and tea. And when we return, we shall... Um, She'll see what Mother Numera has to say about Aura, to Aura, or what card she pulls and see what happens on the other side of those beads. Thanks very much for watching. A quick uh, announcement, if you uh, didn't catch it last week, we have a new show starting up on Saturday this week, next week. Next Saturday in the calendar, the human mortal calendar, um, we have a show starting up. I'm going to run the trailer again here, and uh, please mark it down in your human mortal calendars um i'm in that one and so is Pumpkinberry and some other people so if you uh, if you enjoy some dnd then you shall enjoy my personal protege phil's gaming who i um i handcrafted myself from i didn't really he watched one of my campaigns once and said, I like that. And I was like, you're now a GM. Congratulations, you fool. Ha 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 ha. That's how they're born. And then I uh, I forced him to run a show for us. So if you want to see that, it's on next Saturday. I'm going to run the trailer right now. Thanks for watching. We'll be back in a few. Peace. Bye. A simple task for gold. Deliver a small trinket to the Baron's wizard. Little do these adventurers know the events that are about to unravel and the significance of the artifact they possess. Welcome back. Um, young Aura. You step through the uh, the um, the beaded curtain thing and into the same room that Bo was in. Um, I think as you step through, you have a little more clarity in this room compared to the other one. Um, there isn't that overpowering sense of uh, um, incense and sleepiness. Um, and yeah, you look around, you see the same things, the the ornaments, the 
um, a, a single lamp in the in the ceiling. Um, there's a few um, books and things sitting around. Lots of strange jewelry. Um, probably some like clothing and stuff, just kind of scattered um, shawls and the like. Um, and you see a uh, uh, a woman sat at uh, a table. Mother Numera. She sits with um, a deck of cards in her hand. Um, shuffling them. She's sitting differently to when Bo walked in. For you, she's just sitting, kind of looking at you straight away, and as you step in, you have the same sensation while she locks you with that stare, that, like, looking at her immediately reveals to you the, um, the innate magical power of this woman, and staring at her would, would, uh, would be a terrible idea. It's extremely difficult to do. It's kind of like looking at the sun. It's just, instinctually, you look away, and she, uh, she's just staring at you as you as you step through and she says uh, take a seat order i'd probably try to keep looking at her even though i so it's like i'm catching glances as i walk over and sit down and take in the room that cake is delicious thank you very much yes i uh have a penchant for uh lemon cake my mom would make lemon bars, and it was only when we got shipments in, and it was... It, 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 it reminded me of that. Yes, I understand she is a very uh, intelligent person. Yeah, she would... Well, she worked at the library, but she also read for fun, but she had lots of recipes, and uh, this one was from down south. She would make the shortbread crust, and then... And we got the lemons and she tried to do it for my birthday hmm yes uh, you have told me this before I apologize for being rude but I don't think we've met she spreads like... the cards out on the table and says I uh when I meet somebody for the first time I like to get uh, an idea of them using my cards here. Please, uh, pick a card. It's just for fun. And it's a tarot deck that she's kind of laid out. Yeah, they're like the, the, the backs of them are, are out to you. On each of the back of the, the cards, it just has a, like a field of stars. Um, roll me a D22 if you want to pick one. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. She's watching you carefully. How do you pick your card? What do you do? I look at what she's laid out, and I study the cards, and then I just put my hand over them and kind of move them, move my hand back and forth, and then instinctually, I get a feeling. I put my hand down, and I, I tap the card that was under my hand. She, uh, she pushes it towards you and says, hmm. She keeps her finger uh, pressed on it, though, and she looks up at you and says, Hmm. Different. Hmm. And ironic. And she pushes it forward to you. Turn it over. I'd glance up at her if I could, and then I'll I'll flip it over. On the, uh... On the card is an image of a demonic figure. Um... A relatively um, sort of scratchy image. It's kind of hard to depict. It's like it's like a, 
um, impressionism or something. Like it's all weird and twisty, but you get a very demonic looking um, figure on there. Uh, big uh, kind of horns and a strange sort of um, like priestly um, set of like evil priest looking vestments on him. Um, as you look at it a little more, his features soften, uh, his horns shrink, and um, he uh, he becomes more more human before your eyes. And she points at the word at the bottom of the card that says the demon. Um, she she says, ah, yes, uh, you would probably expect to be pulling this card from the deck. Uh, they uh, no doubt call you demon before when you were a girl. Yeah, and now in town, some of them do. Mm. I have a feeling that if you are able to return to your town, uh, they will not call you this anymore. Oh, I mean, they're not totally wrong, right? Mm. Not too sure about uh, your kind. It's uh, strange. They say that you are born of demon blood, the mixture of mortal man and the demons, but I think not. I think something else. This card, do you know what it means? I'm at a family reunion soon? Mm. Unfortunately, I think not. Not for you. It is uh, destructive patterns, addiction, giving away your power. What could this mean for you? Did have two pieces of cake? Uh, maybe I have addictive tendencies? I don't... I mean... It's not about the cake. I think it is... Uh, I think it is about... Something deeper. I think it is... The destruction of... Your life as you know it. Everything has been turned upside down, no? Literally, for you. I just like... Growing potatoes and onions and garlic. Mm. I like literally woke up and was torn from that. Mm. But you have given away no power. You have granted new power, no? She glances at your, uh, the back of your hand. I, I look down at it. I'm still learning how to. Uh-oh. And she freezes. Use it. Doesn't quite make sense yet. Hello? <laughs> You've activated the chronomancy for a moment and froze. Um, she, uh, you said, uh, I'm still learning how to use it. Yeah. She, um, cocks her head sideways and says, Hmm, borrowed power it is. You have given away your innate abilities. In order to take this one on. You know that, right? I guess I didn't really fully know what I was giving up. No. But I think I knew I was giving something up. Nobody knows what they will give up until it is already gone. Do not lament. It is, uh... 
Perhaps more powerful than you would have had before? Perhaps not. It is old power. From long before uh, my time. Before your time. Oh. Perhaps the card means that I've always been very passive and continue to be my whole life. So perhaps now I'm learning how to not be so passive and stick up for myself when there's stronger personalities or situations than I'm used to. She leans back in her chair and says, You need no guidance from me. You have unlocked your potential. You already have a guide, do you not? Alvin? <laughs> no, I think you are his guide. No, you need uh, nothing from me. You may keep the card. Help yourself to another slice of cake. And, um... Okay. I have one request. Okay. Protect my daughter, please. I ask as nothing more than a mother. I start standing up and I take, I'm sliding the card towards me and I'm putting it into a pocket. From what I know, Tuna's good people. I'll keep her safe. She is not like you or the others. She is different. In what way? I will explain soon enough. Have her prepare me a lavender tea and a slice of cake, perhaps. I will be out soon and send in your, uh, your other friend, not the sleeping one, the girl. All right. Thank you. And uh, okay. you look better in green. Yeah, I've always thought it suited me. Some people say the browns and then natural colors are just drab and then I start realizing that I'm just kind of rambling about my clothes. Okay, and... we don't have much time. All right, well, th thank you. Thank you. And I try to, s I stand up taller and I go out through the beads. Yeah, you step out, the others are all sat around. Alvin's still dead asleep. I think he's slumped into the corner at an awkward angle. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, go on. And I'm like petting his hair just, now. I'm like just petting his hair as I hold this like, piece of cake for Aura. His face was bright red. He looked so mad, like he was going to explode. It uh -huh. was wonderful. Yeah, oh, talking that about really cool. Uh -huh. Toby again? Oh yes, I, I I get a little carried away. Oh, yeah, she was, really doesn't oh, like Toby. Oh man, he was furious. Oh. I hope I can meet this Toby guy one day, you know, for reason. No, you don't want to do that. No. I mean, I do, actually. No, absolutely not. Are you sure you don't want no, me to meet him? We have to meet yes. one of these days. No, I hope I never see that man another day for the rest of my life. Oh, Aura, Aura, Mr. I got your cake right Thank here. You. Yeah, it's, it's, it's your turn. And he's, who, me? Yeah. Oh, well, Alvin's still... He's like snoring now. I don't know. I was petting his hair and now he's snoring. I don't know. Maybe drooling a little. It's kind of weird. Well, we he's can. Quite... He does that. We could do a quick yeah. trade out and like, I'll sit okay. here sitting. Are you ready? Three, yeah. two, one. I get up. <laughs> yeah, I sit down and I like try to pull off his head on my my thigh. Like, see, uh, he sleeps through anything. It's kind of crazy. And yeah, all, so... <laughs> <laughs> Luna, she said to, when it's your turn, to get some lavender tea and cake. Oh, sure. 
Are you sure you don't want me bringing that in? I could bring that in. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could just get a slice now. Yeah. It seemed like she wanted you to bring oh. it. All right. Oh, your mom's very particular. All right. I can't wait to meet. I can't wait to meet her. Have fun. Oh, she's very particular. And I walk in. <laughs> yeah, you step in, and uh, as you walk into the room, she's um, she's sat at the table. The uh, the cards again being shuffled in her hands. Um, she looks at you and and um, she looks at you kind of sideways, looks you up and down as you step through the door, and she says, um, "Hello." Oh, is it something I'm wearing? Something? Is it? I got this, you know, back at home. That's mm. all I have. So if you... it's something I'm wearing, I can't help it. You know, it's just who I am. Please take a seat. Uh... Right. Okay. I'll take a seat. She, uh, she like looks left and right, looks you up and down, and says, "Huh, an interesting turn of events that uh, even I was not expecting." Uh, uh, if I had to guess, I would say curse from which. <sighs> Is that what that was? That lady that I saw? Yeah, I think she, uh, she, uh, she's kind of a bitch. Uh, yes, I do wonder. I can, uh... Oh, I take off my glove. I'm like, yeah, she did this to me. Hmm. Does it hurt or ache? Yeah, there's, um... I mean, I've sort of gotten used to it by now, but... It's better than the hunger I felt before. Yes, you are uh, going to have to live with that for uh, the rest of your unlife, I'm afraid. I mean, I couldn't just cut it off and maybe get, like, you know, some sort of replacement or something. I am not sure cutting it off will remove the ache. You're better uh, off with two hands. That sucks. Hmm. Yes, there is uh, very little one of your kind that I can do, but uh, hmm, perhaps there is something. First, I like to get to know somebody. She spreads the cards across the table and says, pick a card. It's just for fun. Any card. You can roll a d22 if you want to pick a card. I like, look at her for a second. All right, I'll play your game. She doesn't seem to be fixing you with that same gaze that the others um, got, by the way, but you wouldn't know that necessarily. It's just that she seems to not really be making too much eye contact with you. Um, a six. She. Uh, how do you pick it? How do you pick the card? What do you do? I literally just reach for the nearest card and flip it over. Yeah, and you see um, what can only be described as a very graphic image. Um, you can see... Uh, two people involved in the act of lovemaking. At the bottom, it says the lovers, and she, uh, Mother Numera, immediately giggles and says, "Oh, interesting." Uh, and she says, "That is your card, and you can do with it whatever you like." Can you guess what it means? I'm gonna get laid. Hmm. Perhaps. Perhaps. Perhaps with a. Uh, a gift. She starts uh, moving around. She stands up and starts moving around. You can see her rummaging through all the things in the room. She like lifts up a, a chest, looks behind a, a curtain. She says, sexuality, passion. Mm, but really, she turns on you. She says, it means choice. That. Choice. Okay. That is, I think, what, uh, what the cards are telling you. She 
reaches up on top of a shelf and you can hear her knocking around in what feels like bottles and she grabs at one and brings down what looks like a golden jar or something at first and she hides it, clutching it to her breast as she turns around. She says, choice and uh, perhaps for you, it is more about uniting. Do you have many friends outside of these people? Um... No, I mean, I have uh, a couple, I guess you could call them family. Mm. I don't really, my, my line of work doesn't really allow me to make friends with very many people. Yes, uh, and what about these people out here? They're all right. Do you think if uh, one of them was in trouble, you would die for them? I sort of, like, look at her. I look at my hand. Well, what am I right now? Mm, you are what is known as a lifeless. Not quite a ghoul. You are not a revenant. You're certainly not a vampire. Mm, no. You hmm. are, uh... Not alive, not dead. Yeah, I guess I would... I guess I would die for them if the circumstance was right. Hmm. Then perhaps your card is not as lewd as we first thought. Yeah. Hmm. Might I ask one question of you? Sure. Hmm. Your uh, time before you died. Did you enjoy your time as a killer or higher enjoyed I mean that's not the word I would use it sort of was uh, just what I knew it's what I did it's what I was raised to do as I suspected well you have yet to unlock your power as a being of undead but you do have a dark road ahead of you mm. he pushes the uh, bottle across to, towards you and says I shan't be needing this, not at my age, take it she hands you a, what looks like a golden perfume bowl um, it's in the, it's just in a shape of kind of like a diamond, there's some some patterning on the side, doesn't seem to be anything like writing or anything but it looks like a pretty expensive bottle it does look like real gold the lid is able to come off and there's like a little dipper, you could probably pull some of the perfume out um, you can smell it straight away, it smells quite nice and she says, um Yes, you will remove the stopper and place a drop on your wrists and your neck and you will smell delightful. You think uh, that'll help me against maybe someone who hunts my kind? Oh yes. I would not give you anything less than the most delightful perfume for the road ahead. How long will this last me, you think? Oh, that will last you for a very long time. It has lasted me for... Uh, hmm. Three centuries? Yeah, okay. Wow, that's a long time. You've been... You look great for your age, not gonna lie. Yes, uh, quite. Um, I think you know this by now, but... You are more than just an agent of death. But you are an agent of death. You have always been an agent of death. Do you not possess a dagger? One different from all the rest? 
Is she? Do I know which dagger she's referencing? Because I possess like three, or uh, I possess two, I guess. Do you, do you show her one? Do you think of one? I I show her my venom dagger because it's the one that's different. Hmm. Yes, an enchanted trinket. No, you have something of great power, given to you by someone who I uh, shall not name right now. Is she talking about Ahi's dagger? Maybe. Do you show her it? I thought I gave that up. Uh, you still have it. You you oh, still have okay. a you still have the thing. Yeah, you you gave it yeah, up. Yeah, I show her Ahi's dagger then. You didn't actually uh, hand it over like the other two did. Um, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Used okay. it to um, get out of the the dungeon. She um she says, hmm, yes, keep that away from me. Uh, should it draw the right blood? You will draw from yourself a latent power, but she looks down at the card again. Choice. I fear you will lose yourself in the process. Beware your own strength and question your purpose, Ellie. You were not born a killer. No matter whose blood lays still in your veins. Hmm. It's a powerful weapon you hold within you and that is the key well this was a lot of advice i wasn't expecting all right you give me some some things to think about i was gonna bring you cake but it doesn't taste very good to me sorry no i mean no offense no. i know you did a great job but none you know. taken i'm afraid i have nothing for you that you will enjoy and i am very sorry that this has happened to you well it's Kind of brought it upon myself, I guess. Um, don't exactly know when it started, but I have a feeling. Mm, perhaps. If you are lucky, perhaps you can uh, find the hag who did this to you, and mm, if you lay her to rest, perhaps it will be easier for you to continue. Perhaps it will not. I reach over and I, I grab the bottle, I grab the, the card. Is that it? Yes, we are running out of time. I will join you in the parlor soon enough. You want me to send in your daughter? Or maybe the, the little guy? Um, no. Unfortunately, the small one's fate is sealed, and my daughter, uh... Well, I know everything I need to know about her. I look back at her, I'm like, wait, fate is sealed? I'm not... I'm not gonna drink his blood, right? I should hope not. Oh. Well, that wasn't okay. Well, I'll just. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> like what? I turned to start walking out. Yeah, she. Uh, she watches you walk out. Um, and uh, yeah, you step back into the parlor. Like Alvin is still kind of like sleeping at an awkward angle. Um, on Aura's lap. Uh, and the others are all scoffing down cake as it miraculously returns. And you don't feel full. You can eat as much as you want. I've already shoved the perfume in my pocket, so when I walk out, it's not visible. Oh, wonderful. I was just getting another slice of cake. Um, I'm done, but she said she knows enough about you. I point to Suna. Oh. She doesn't really need to see you, but I mean, you can go in if you want. I'm not going to stop you or anything, you know? Oh, no. If, if she doesn't need to see me, that's fine. You don't want to see your own mom. I mean, she has, she seems like she's pretty knowledgeable. It's pretty, uh, well, oh. yes, she that is accurate. She's Steps very, into very... the room. 
Oh, oh see, there she is. <laughs> I okay. brushed the crumbs off my uh, beard. Oh. <laughs> Hi, to... Mama Numera. And going he? to. I'm going to sit down and tell you a little story, okay? You want to sit next to me? Um, I sit next to Bo. <laughs> she like she looks at, down at Bo and says, I will sit here. She crosses the room and uh, sits down in front of the table and looks at you sooner and says, um, a slice. Uh, would you also like some tea? Yes, please. Okay, wonderful. I walk over with the the cake slice first because I, I do use my walking stick and then I walk back to go get the tea and then I bring the tea back. She uh, she sits are. with her legs crossed um, and uh, sort of holds the tea and the, the teacup um, and she looks across at each of you and you get a quick sensation of that wave of, of power and her face is um, quite difficult to read I think. She, she looks like um, she's just casually sitting around, waiting for one of you to speak, um, looking at I'll shake Alvin awake if he'll wake up. He doesn't wake up, no. And, and she says, uh, you should leave him asleep. If he hears what I have to say, he will be in a lot of danger. Oh, well, I check his pulse anyway. <laughs> says, uh, he's quite alive. <laughs> okay, he will be safe just here. Sure, you know. He, if he, if anything happened to him, and I look at Aura, I wouldn't want to be blamed for it. It's fine. I, I, I don't know why he won't wake up though. I look up at. This is overwhelming. This is overwhelming experience for him, probably. Uh, I mean, he's small. No, I'm sure she's just keeping him safe. Because if he hears what she has to say, he'll be in danger, right? Well, now I'm home. curious. It's my home. It's my home. It's right. Uh, going to keep him asleep while he needs to be asleep so you were all sent here by um her no a future her but yeah that's that's right mother yes you know that the last time we all met was somewhere quite different we all met well is this us meeting you or more like future us or oh future you are mm, they are all dead they uh, failed mm, no that's not right they successfully failed that's what they did yes successfully failed that's an oxymoron mm, perhaps do you know the story of Deyavaki what have you learned so far? Do I know the story? I know. <laughs> None of you I know. I just remain silent really and look at her. And she shakes her head. Uh, well, I see this is uh, going to take longer than I expected. She turns around and pushes a curtain aside and looks out. She looks up at the sky. Uh, Suna, give me an insight check. Ooh. 21. 21. You see her wince at something for a brief moment. You see her look up in the sky and she winces at something very quickly and then shakes her is it, head. Is everything all right, mother? For now, yes. We have a lot to discuss. This... Would you like another slice of cake? 
No, she puts her teacup down and uh, she um, she crosses her arms and, and looks across each of you and says, Well, I suppose uh, this is quite the shortcut. Yes, I understand why you are here now. Hmm. Okay. Deyavaki. And she, um, she moves her hand across across the air and you can see uh, as she pushes it through the air you can see kind of mist and and uh, smoke and uh, you can see the word appear um, let's see here all of you uh, speak common what is your natural language the half elves you would see this word in elven okay um, I think Suna and, uh, and Oro, you would see it in common based on your upbringings. Um, you see the word Deavaki, which is spelt this way, D-E-A-V-A-K-I for the purposes of English. And, um, and, uh, the room dims a little bit as she, she pushes the smoke across the room. And then as it dissipates, you get a, uh, um, a little more clarity from from the sort of smoky environment and uh, and you that sensation of uh, like that stoned high feeling kind of passes and you um, you can hear our words very clearly and she says, "Eivaki created the green long long ago, mm, but the stars those belong to." Those who have fought and died. You are no different than those stars. She looks at the three that are not sooner when she says that and says, Chaos. It is an energy that lies beyond. It rules beyond. In the first cycle, a hero was destined to rise and replace Deyavaki. Deyavaki, believing himself to be the true god, defeated this first hero and then began to twist and change the hero prophecy, installing false gods into the dying order. When the cycle ends, a new hero rises and they meet instead the previous heroes of the cycles. Eventually, they grow their own pantheon. Over the course of eight cycles, Deyavaki, he grows complacent and begins to enjoy the cycles like an emperor at a gladiatorial coliseum. The ancient magi, the ones who came before us here, they became so attuned to magic that they successfully figured out the chaos, the true rules of the Dying Order. They constructed gates. You have been to one. They open seals of chaos. They lock them open. They have been open for many thousands of years. Should the Magi fail, the next cycle may succeed. Do you know 
Almost every time I think of Teyavaki, within minutes, I forget this tale. But for this one image... She uh, reaches underneath the table and pulls out just an old-looking piece of paper, an old piece of vellum parchment, and puts it on the table and slides it roughly across the table to you, Suna. She, leaving her hand on it, says, When I clasp this, I am able to recall what I have learned. Take it, Suna. It is yours, and hold it dear. All right. On it is a very strange-looking image um, of a, a, a sort of winged thing with a big kind of uh, floating circle around it. It's got a very alien-looking pointed head, spikes, and then these kind of... They're almost like robes drifting off from the bottom of whatever this thing is. It looks like a phoenix. It looks like a phoenix. It looks... Uh, but it, it 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 looks like how it looks here. It's little more than an, an eroded ink splotch at this point on this very very old looking piece of paper. She says, "This parchment is enchanted. It is strong, but it is so very old." All right. She says, um, "There are seven seals, as I understand it." Um, for all intents and purposes, we will call them Chaos Seals. And even Deivaki is bound by laws of some kind, the laws of the universe, the laws of Chaos. Chaos is the energy that sits between and beyond the cracks in the mortar of the world. And when Deivaki created this place, Chaos left behind a failsafe. Should Deivaki corrupt, dying order. Seven chaos seals. When opened, they would grant mortality to Deivaki. And the hero that breaks the seals would have access to Deivaki directly. I look over to Aura. Oh, to, to, uh, to take him down. She blinks a couple times and says, Yes. Hmm. You believe it to be Aura, don't you, my daughter? Oh, oh, yes. You should see her, mother. She's amazing. Hmm. Do you believe in fate, Suna? Quite something else. You ask me that every time, Mom. Yes, you know I do. And do you not think it's strange that one who has died has come back to us? For this journey? I look at Bobo. I, oh, it, it, Ellie? Very strange. Hmm. Perhaps. Or, perhaps somebody who is so strong in the element of water. When the world is covered in snow and water. Do we know anyone like that? Hmm. We do not know who our prophetic hero is. But I know one thing, daughter. It is not you. Oh, well, I could have told you that. I can't... uh, I can't slay a god. (laughs) I, like, lean into Bobo and I, like, nudge him on the shoulder. I'm like, it's probably your ass. I can't even say no to another slice of cake, let let alone slay a... (laughs) I have been running for all of my life. Do you know how old I am? 
I think you said three centuries. Mm-hmm. And more. See? Yeah. Oh, and more, and more. Yeah, I forgot that part. Sorry. See, I kind of remembered. There are false gods up there, out there. They are not powerless, but they are bound to Deyavaki's ultimate rule. Deyavaki does not like seers, those that can divine. During a previous cycle, a hero known as Savras, using divination, discovered that Deyavaki was the one true god, destined to be replaced long ago, but he was corrupt and lost, twisting those cycles to rule as his own singular god power. Savras discovered those seals and bypassed Deyavaki's false dying order, the race that you used to be on. Uh, 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 so if we go and collect these seven seals, then one of these three is going to become the new, you know. Well, no. one of us is going to have to, no. well, maybe more than one of us is going to have to kill him. Maybe sacrifice ourselves, that's, right? That's my point. What happens after that? Well, You're sure. supposed to replace him, right? I'm not going to replace him. You know me. I... You, you guys would make a way better replacement, right? It has never been done. Oh, well. I do not know what happens if one of you is able to bring him down. Well, I guess this is where we find out, right? I have, like, an overconfidence in this. <laughs> like, well, let's go. Let's find this out. Mm. I, 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 that just seems very dangerous. Well, I mean... And I, like, I still have my hand, uh, like, not gloved. And I'm like, well, I mean, obviously it's dangerous. I mean... Well, I mean, this is, this is, this is nothing compared to... To dying. What, 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 is, what is going to happen? I just mean, it sounds... Do we have a choice? I mean, if they're really going to end the world and this cycle repeats itself, then shouldn't we try to stop the cycle? Well, yes, I'm, obviously we should try. We should always try and make an effort, especially when other innocent lives are at stake. But I'm just saying this, you know, I, this is, this sounds. Well, I'm in. And I look at Boba, I'm like, what about you? And I nudge him, I'm like, what about you? Are you in? Oh, you know it. All right. What if you lose your other half of your ass? You still in? Even without an ass. All right. I'm still okay, in. We got two of us. What about you, Aura? Are you in? I don't think we have much of a choice. No, uh, but we do have a choice, and that's. And I look back at Suna's mom, and I'm like, that's what I was kind of told. We have a choice. We just have to make that choice. So, are you in? Yeah. And I was like, okay, Suna. See, you got three of us that are in, so... If you're in, then we're all in. All right. All in, I guess. Hmm. Yes, all in. Hmm. Hmm. Savras, the hero of old, 
was no warrior. This was his weakness. A fierce battle did ensue, but it saw Deavaki victorious. Zavras was turned to Deavaki's side and enslaved as his own god of divination. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Any that discover the secret of Deavaki by these means are sought out and removed by Savras himself. Oh, so, so we would we would have to beat him first. This is what you're getting at. Does he have a weakness? Do not oh. know. I wish I did. I have been running from Savras for hmm, over two thousand years. Jesus. So you can run from him at least. That's good. Ah. Uh, yes, and now you will have to too. Suuna, you oh. have run from him once. Though you do I not am... remember it. I'm afraid I don't remember a lot of things anymore, Mother. The tower that you have seen. What of it? I have tried to keep you from it. The tower? That is the Tower of Savras. But, but I'm, I, I, I'm called to it. You stepped into his very home. Hmm, it was not the Pearl that took your memory but me. What? Within the Pearl, <sighs> you saw the Tower of Savras and it was too late. There was no stopping what would come unless I intervened for the I, first time. I'm sorry. Mm. You took my... You took my children from me. I saved their lives and yours. And now it is your turn to save them and their children and these people Fate has played its hand. Not long after I took your memory, you were entangled in this dying order, the race. I knew that this would come. I have always known. Not long. Mm. Might not be long for you, mother, but it was ten years for me. I understand. I have had to make many sacrifices in my life. But I am not sorry for doing this. I wouldn't dream of... It's just a lot. I have no idea how I came to be. One moment I was not there, and the very next I was. I am not immortal, but I do not age, wither, or weaken with time. I bleed. I have been on the brink of death countless times. My life for the most part has been no different to anyone else, but as I count the years, they number in the thousands. I was there before calendars existed. I was there when they founded the first city of Roseguard. I saw them create 
the first vampire I witnessed them create grand walking cities. Call upon gods found the Inquisition. I saw boys triumph in tournaments and men kill families they loved in the name of ancient species. I witnessed the foraging of the very first blade. I saw the elves conquer the dwarves and the dwarves rise up against men. I witnessed two world wars and the avoidance of the third. I witnessed the rise and fall of a tyrant and the birth of a god king. I've witnessed towns swallowed whole by sands and continents swallowed whole by the sea. I have witnessed the birth of my own children and I wiped the memory of my last. I know pain, suffering, joy, shame, grief. This has been my life, all while one hand held my cards and the other held the hand of fate. The swell of the waves of fate have brought me to every shore of this world. I witnessed every turning point our history has pivoted on, and each wave brought me here, to this moment. As much as I tried to intervene, tried to stop it, here I stand, before you, my daughter. Once more, I am enslaved by fate, and you too are bound by it. The hero of prophecy may not be you, my daughter, but you stand beside them. It is only one of the six hands here that has the power to fell Deovaki, the one true god who has long sat upon a throne that rightfully no doubt belonged to another. Deovaki avoids his fate as I avoided mine. Now let me readjust the wheels once more, and let me send you on your path, for that is my role in all of this. Very simple. To place you on a path and let you walk it. She stands up and walks over to another window and looks outside, For and she's quiet for a decent amount of time, I think, for a little while. She's just looking at the, uh, out of the window. I think for the first time, Suna is also very quiet. She turns now, back. There's a lot to take in. She turns back and, uh, she wipes a single tear from her, from her eye. Suna, I don't think you've ever seen that. No, probably her. not. She says, Eventually, I began to question why nothing existed before the first snow. Where did the people come from? If the mortals' time began with the ice melting, then what of those that lie outside mortality. 
Well, questioning demons and devils proved to be difficult, until one day I found myself in just the right place at just the right time. The waves of fate had once again brought me ashore. That is when I met the demon who had for many years been enslaved to a devil of ice known as Lord Chiba. And it seems this Lord Chiba was quite enamored with the very same questions. The demons had existed before the cycle and even before the snows of 2,000 years ago. But they could not recall who they were before. If there have been nine cycles and we are in the ninth, why do they not remember the eighth? According to your father, Suna, Lord Chippa has the answer. But no doubt, like me, he has never spoken a word. For fear of the wrath of Deyavaki. My dear, if you are going to bring heaven down, you're going to need a devil. And, and how do you propose we do that, Mum? There are several ways to summon up a devil. I would suggest you find one and find your way. You could, of course, find your father. Have him bring you to Lord Chiba. Discover the truth. With that knowledge, you will be able to access whatever lies beyond heaven, beyond Elysium, beyond Arcadia, the place where Deyavaki lives. I know this is the path for you, for you have done it once before, all of you. For if you had not, then you would not be here before me today. It's also very confusing. Yes. The path from now will be difficult. It will be dark. It will be hard. You will be chased. You will be hunted. Mortals, demons, the gods. So par for the course of what we've already faced this far, thus far, so just a little more of that. And we find your dad now. I, I, right. Or learn how to summon the devil, which I have never done. So hopefully one of you knows how to do that. Well, we'll have to figure it out, won't we? We'll have to figure it out quickly. Quickly. I don't think this is stuff you can pick up in books. Aura. Hmm. Yes. Look to the door of my cottage. I'll look towards the door. Um. Your god portal ability allows you to very quickly sense that you can open and walk through the door as a god portal if you'd like you can use it to access one of those things 
You can see it, you can sense it immediately. Um, she says, um, You will need to open that very shortly. You will all need to go. Do we know where Aura's, or not Aura's, that's me, where Suuna's father is? No, no clue. Mm. The last I saw him was the big city, Alona. Wait, what? But it was uh, a long time ago. He moves around. Would I know how to do anything to find a demon? Mm, I don't think so. I don't know if any of you have any abilities to find oh, I mean, demons. what about my eyeball? Can I ask? Uh, maybe. I don't know if you know that either, really. Well, that was my first thought. I'm just, I don't really want to do it right now. Well, should we start in the city then? Yeah, I've been meaning to find my family there anyway. So I'm sure they are worried about my belongings and might be good for me and I, I gestured to Bobo for us to go back and find out what we know from there too. Well, uh, as much as I'm from there too, I can't say I have family I can go back to. Oh, well. Maybe we'd have better luck in somewhere like Darkvale. You want to go straight there instead of going to Bologna, where your dad was last spotted? Well, I... Last spotted? You make it sound like my mom saw him a month ago, or... or I mean, that's better than... We're talking centuries. That's better than going off nothing and going to a place that we've never been to, and from what I would gather would be rather dangerous. All right. And in Bologna, maybe we could find a uh, person that would maybe be a little more astute at knowing this kind of stuff. Sure, maybe. Just avoid, you know, the paladins and clerics, maybe. A little difficult in your situation. Well, thanks to your mother, I have a little help now, so just gotta cover my eyes. All right. The city might have somebody who knows how to summon a demon, too. Yeah, perhaps. Does that mean your dad's a... Yeah. A oh, what? Yes. He is quite a demon. Mm. He is, uh... He will appear to you to be quite... human. But he is not. He is an incubus. His true name is Essen. But I believe he goes by the name Xerxes. All right, so Mama Numera is into horns. Got it. Uh, what was his name uh, again? Essen. Xerxes, I guess, is what he's going by now. Okay. And last seen in Bologna? Oh, that's a... Uh, it's a big city. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I have uh, 
connections in that city and can ask around. I mean, we just got to visit my family and there, you know, I look at, I look at Aura and Bobo and I'm like, they're a little bit like me. Oh, okay. You should be fine. Will there be spikes with heads outside the the front gate? No, that was, I, Aura helped me with that. Thank you. It wasn't yeah, I mean, just it me. Was it was your collaboration. idea. It was a collab and she mentioned it, not me. Oh, maybe. So if you're going to pin that on me, I blame her and I point to Aura. <laughs> I mean, you did cut the head off. I just made the stick. So I like did what I needed to do. It was and trust me, if you're, if you're with me, at all. no one has anything to worry about as long as you're with me, as long as they're not pissed off that I disappeared out of nowhere because of all this nonsense with gods. I mean, they might be understanding, you know? I'm sure that they will be more than happy to help because they are kind of assholes. Surprising, I know. I would have never guessed. Well, we, we, it sounds like we can get a lot done in the city then. All right. Um, Mother, I know this is really difficult, but when exactly did you see him last? I believe it was... Mm, nine months before you were born. Right. So, wow. A long time ago. <laughs> I'm sure he's still there. What does he look like? Even if he's not. That's the thing, is if she doesn't know what he looks like. Yeah, Can you remember? I, I do not know how he looks to you now. You will be using magics to disguise how he looks. Right, right. Oh god, he could look like anything. He could be a dog. Okay, so we get a powerful magic user, we kidnap them, we enslave them, and we make them discover your dad. Or what any trail. What is that wrong with have. you, Ellie? We're I'm... not kidnapping someone. We're not enslaved. Listen to the words coming out of your mouth. We're not doing that. It's not happening. But at what point... Someone. Holy what it stars. But at what point do we beat this... God without hurting a couple people. We don't have to right, kill them. How about maybe until it's absolutely necessary, which it is not? Kind of sounds necessary no, right it's now. It's not necessary. We'll You're a strong magic way. user. We don't need to kidnap you. There so you go. You. We, I can do something, uh, all right? I see you're on the same, same wavelength. You know what? I don't know about that. I don't want to kidnap or enslave anyone. It would be temporary. I wouldn't do it permanently. That's that's a waste of my time. It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't matter. Enslavement is enslavement, Ellie. At least I said enslavement. They're going to care murdering. about how long they were enslaved. A couple couple days. It's not bad, right? It's I like terrible. clearly have like no emotion, but I'm trying to act like I do, and I'm just failing miserably. By the way. We could start with some questions, and then maybe we could feel out the situation. That's there. there you go. We'll idea. feel it out, and if questions. it's enslavement, we'll do it. Gotta keep our options open. Thank you. Thank you, Aura. I'm glad someone gets it. But but let's try to, like, not enslave people unless we, like, absolutely have to. We do, we're not gonna have to enslave anyone. Let's just take that off the table, <laughs> all right? Wait, but Bobo, didn't you, like, enslave that guy's mind? 
You okay, well, them, right? what? Oh, let, let's, okay, it was a charm. It was it was not quite. Then, what is the difference between charming it, someone and enslaving their mind temporarily? You know, okay, because it, it wears off and they remember everything. Okay. Okay, so we get we get a temporary charm, aka enslavement temporarily. For so they help us. <clears throat> they also What's have the difference. I, I don't understand. You really think we can do this, Mum? I look back at her mom. <laughs> She's like watching you all and she says, You have no choice but to do this. You pull together your resources. You work as a family. Then I believe, my daughter, you can achieve anything. That's a very nice sentiment. But your father is... He's not a good person. You've said that before, yes. I mean, he is... A demon? Quite... Morally... Corrupt. Evil. So a demon. The better the demon that you know. <laughs> Ooh, you know what? He could be a politician. Or well. he could be a chihuahua. Mm. Yeah, both of them are very demon-like and corrupt. No. Very much so. I got bit by a chihuahua once. He likes I attention. Right? He... Mm. What else he... can you tell us about him? He will Could be... Before we go. He will not care that you are his daughter. Oh, I know. He've he will not be a willing time. ally. Perhaps your enslavement is not the worst idea. You must what? do what you must do. See? Huh? For crying out loud. Get the information awful. from him. Whatever it takes. Oh, I'm sure he'll be happy once the enslavement's over. He'll just forget it. No, because he'll we be have to think. Then. We, you know, you might not have to, Mum, but we have to think about what happens afterwards. We just kill him, right? What? Oh, should I not say that? No, I don't care. I don't know him. I never met. I never met him. I mean, he's a demon, right? So we could just kill him. And I mean, I wouldn't feel anything. I have demon blood in me. Are you gonna kill me? Wait, are you? Are you an asshole? Wait, what? I'd like to think that I'm not. I'm a tiefling. Well, I mean, but are you an asshole that goes around corrupting and and you know all that nonsense and whatever? No. Okay. I won't kill you. I think maybe that... the two of us together could do it. Yeah, both y'all got that blood. What? Yeah. You don't I... want to enslave anybody, but you want to kill your father. No, that's not what I meant. I I just meant I'm not strong enough normally by myself. Perhaps you and I could do it together. I mean, I'll do it if you don't want to. No, I don't think you can help me. Right. I'll try. I look over at my mother, who has never really liked this magic and has told me to kind of not use it. Does she look uncomfortable that I might try this right here in her tent? Give me an so one of these, check. like, don't do this shit in my house kind of thing. 
22. Then you know exactly what the look she is giving you means. She will straight up stop you. <laughs> All right. You've seen that look <laughs> okay. before. Uh, right. Whether it's a, a slap on the wrist or she does her thunderous, um, right. explosive fucking, I'm a super powered being. Right. Uh, well, maybe as a last resort. <laughs> or a first. I mean, I'm down for either. Uh, no, no. Listen, you got to pick. Do you want to enslave someone or? We don't even know that that's the option right now, Ellie. Why don't we just go and ask around? We have a oh, name. Yeah, that was we the have... first option. You're right. I forgot all about it. And I exactly. look at it. I just look around and I'm just like, whatever. Feel some things out and then we'll. Mm. Yeah, well. I I heard they have a really nice Kringle, which is a kind of pastry down south Mother that I've never tried. stands up while you're speaking and walks over to the uh, to the door and opens it. There is like an instant breeze of cold uh, that, that pushes in and she says, well, I think it is just about time for you to go. What about Alvin? Mm. I'll carry him. But, yes, but, I, you can but I think he's small. Him, right? Yeah, I can. All right. I'm sure all of us could carry him, right? He's a little guy. She like pokes her head all outside right. and looks up at the sky. It's uh, a... Long travel for you if you go uh, back to your home, or perhaps you would like to go through the. Uh, she indicates to the door to you, Aura. Mm-hmm. It will be much quicker. Well, if we just if we've decided yeah, where we're thing. going, yeah, we're going to my well, yeah, home. But that's but that's what I mean. Are we just going to take Alvin along with us? Why not? Well, he's he... here. Well, he just hadn't really decided that he wanted to come with us all the, all well, the way Well, you can't home. leave him here, so... All right, I'm all right. To make a I'm already picking him up. Right, yeah, <laughs> he's wrapped in my cloak, and I'm picking him up. Yeah. All, all right. Better she, with um, us than he is. Like cradling a baby right now, a big baby. <laughs> uh, Mother Numera swans across the room once again and uh, pulls the deck of cards from her pocket and hands them to you sooner. What? Her cards that I was never allowed to touch. She's handing me her cards. What? Yep. Do you take them? Yes. Flip the top one. I I hesitate. She just wants me to pick one. She's not handing me the stack. She hands you the stack but tells you to flip the top one. You can roll me a d22 if you want to do that. Eight. Of course. Infinite. Strength. It's a very strong looking. This is a ridiculous childish cartoon of a strong man. Looks like it was drawn by like a little kid. Um, really like Hercules looking dude in the in the image. Um, but this is the card I pulled for Aura, right? In the very beginning before I met them. Maybe. I, pull, I, pulled, I pulled that for you, I think. She, uh, she says, uh, mm. yes. Indeed. And then she says, keep them. They have always been yours. Oh, no, Mike, I can't keep your cards. She, um, she looks at you, and you can hold her gaze. Um, the room around you two slows down. Ellie is lifting up 
um, she, he lifting up uh, Alvin when suddenly she's like half lifting him and they're moving and they're still in the background like as they're halfway through their conversations Bo is maybe standing up quickly grabbing at a last piece of cake Aura maybe doing the same thing like beginning to wrap a cloak around her and uh, she fixes you instantly and suddenly with a with a gaze um, and uh, she says The cards have always been yours. The reason that you were not allowed to touch almost anything was that you would get flashes of this very moment. All right. In fact, that is exactly what happened. But I'm not very good with the cards. Hmm. You don't have to be. You're purpose is not the same as mine. Your purpose is here, now, and the future. Not just for these people, but for everyone. I don't know what that means, but I will try. Everything I have ever done has been to protect you. I... I know that, Mum. No. You... From the very first moments of my life, I have known that this day would come. That if I am careful, if I am smart, I have loved you for over two thousand years, my daughter. Every move against Savras I have made, every shore I have sailed to, Every step I have taken, you are the hope of us all. You are the most important person who has ever lived, and you are the most important person to me, and you always have been. The room speeds up again. The cold hits you. The, the, The wind is... It hits you really hard, and you know she did it. Um, as the uh, the wind pushes in the room, you see the, the the gust of wind like push all the curtains open, and and the whole room, all of you experience suddenly this harsh gust of wind. And uh, she says, "Quickly now!" She steps outside the door into the into the wind and the cold, and you can see it like buffeting at her clothing and her hair pushing forward. She has a shawl over her head that's like coming down over her eyes now and flipping in the wind. Um, and she, uh, she she does this to you, Aura, at, outside of the doorway and then crosses her arms, though she doesn't really look cold. I'm going to conjure Bologna and think of a little cafe where we can start where I've heard about those Danishes. Okay. I'd like to tell her a specific cafe, actually. Well. Oh, you know, there's this cafe on the corner of Cherry Street, and if you go there... As you start thinking of the the words that are coming in, and the the portal begins to appear in the doorway, like filling where the doorway is, you can see it, Aura. The others, you probably can't. You just have to trust that Aura knows it's there. Um, Behind where Mother Numera stands... Um, she turns around and starts walking across the ice towards where the snow is. 
And you can see now that the, the sky is shifting and changing because the, uh, the snow stops falling outside of the house and the sky turns completely dark and that field of stars that you've seen before, way too many stars appears. And as she's walking across the snow, her feet um, lift off of the snow a little bit and that wind buffets up around her. There's a crackle of electricity that you can all feel as all of your hairs on your arms maybe stand on end. And facing upwards, she closes her eyes and her toes pointed downwards. She just begins to lift upwards. The snow on the ground picks up and, and swirls and spirals around her into a kind of icy sphere as she lifts upwards and uh, suddenly an army of creatures appear on the ground in a full circle around where she is lifting upwards into the snow and they all uh, look very similar to you. It's symbol that there are first tens and then maybe hundreds and they, they appear suddenly spreading out around beyond around where this cottage is all the way up to where the edge of the forest is, all the way into the distance. The snow um, continues to fall again all of a sudden, and it comes down with rain again, torrents of rain start hitting the top of this cottage, and a thunder crack um, as lightning strikes. There might be a hundred of these symbols that are instantly decimated and, and obliterated. And you can see now as Mother Numera turns around to you, her eyes are fully white, her hair is lifting off of her um, body, her skin becomes electrified, um, her clothing burns away, and another thunder crash as the, um, the sky above her just, just fills with lightning and it hits some of these creatures, but they start to move now. Um, although several of them are hit and turned to ashes, it doesn't stop them. There's so many of these symbol-like creatures with their tentacles and their, their smoke. Um, and they rush the, the area, scrambling over each other with, uh, um, a fervor, an animal-like fervor. As they gain leverage, they begin to um, leap at her until eventually pretty much all you guys can see out there are hundreds of these symbols. And the god portal draws you in as the house itself pushes all of you into a single point. And Aura, you thought of Bologna? Bologna, and then I pictured Ellie telling me about this specific cafe and like, she can't see it, but the wisps of what she's saying like goes into the portal to kind of form where we're going. And you're each drawn into the god portal. And that is the end of our session today. Thank you very much for playing players. That is the end of today's session. The end of one of my oldest NPCs in all senses of the world, uh, word, and uh, that was depressing. 
Yeah, it was pretty rough, huh? Um, <laughs> it was a great episode because we got to learn a lot about each- ourselves, but then, man, that was sad. Mm-hmm. This was her purpose all along. Um, thanks for watching. We're going to do a round of shout outs and then you guys can go away and uh, we'll all go and have a little cry. Uh, let's do a round. Let's start with Pocket because she seems to be the most composed. I'm the most composed because <laughs> I have no soul. Have no so soul in real I life. Feel nothing. <laughs> no soul in real life. No. <laughs> no, but I. I it's funny because I try not to smile during my role play, but I'm like, all oh, right, I have no soul, soul, so I wouldn't feel anything, right? And then I'm like, so I don't know. Anyway, my name's Pocket. I do a lot of stuff. I've been playing a lot of Overwatch, Beat Saber, you know, the usual stuff that's not new. <laughs> <laughs> and talking and having coffee. Uh, I really look forward to these role plays every Sunday. And then I have a role play on Wednesday as well and at me JP's channel. And I love role play. So thank you for letting me stay on and not killing me off, Brad. Thank you. Well, I sort of killed you off. Um, I mean, you, you made me unkilled. <laughs> That's good enough. Um, and then you removed my soul. So now I feel nothing. Well, I mean, you did it. You stole. Yeah. Don't play- him for it well also i, I stole i didn't expect <laughs> no i know souls. <laughs> like, you, you checked i love with the, when you check the doorway you check you check for like physical traps and you never check for like arcane ones because why would you um yeah and uh yeah you did it when you walked into this house as well which is interesting because there is actually a way that i was wondering whether you would do it whether you would sense that there was a a Pretty, like, because the thing is a spell, and there's a sleepy spell sort of thing, and I was wondering whether you would check for it, but you didn't. I was tempted to just curse you again and be like, "Well, you lost your other hand." Um, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. That would be cruel. <laughs> That'd be <He's> awful. Like... <laughs> I would rather my character one. bald at this point. No, I'll be I've... one punch woman. I think you're. Uh, I think you're. I think you're good for curses. Um, oh. Another curse on my life, KTP. Is I'm so mean to you, KPP. Um, it's fine. I've known you for it. so long now. I feel like I can get away with it. After Sector Forty Nine, we can probably I could say anything. After the yeah, honestly, show. that um, was the first time I met Brad, and the worst possible experience to have of me <laughs> that, that was the best. That it was a good. Experience. I miss Sector Forty Nine so much. So good. It was a good. By the way, that's a show that we did on Table Story a while ago. It was a Judge Dredd show. Me and KPP played in it. As uh, well, I played a crazy person, and you were just. <laughs> You were, uh, you were sort of the everyman. Yeah, it was yeah, so was good. the mom. <laughs> it was so good. Anyway, where can people find you in the week? Uh, they can find me at Katie Peters Plays. We played, my friend Art and I played a game called Escape First Day. It was the most janky escape room game ever, but it was a lot of fun. And I'm playing through some scary games. I started Condemned Criminal Origins. And that's also janky in its own way, but that's been fun to play. So come hang out with me. I'm playing a shark game on Wednesday. Come watch me cry. It's got to be an event on your channel. Mm-hmm. Shark game. Yeah, it's like her worst fear. It's your horses for you. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. For her. Why would you ever do that to yourself? Because we raised a lot of money for charity, and this was like a stretch goal. I didn't think we would get it. So. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no. I, I did that too. What I played a to I played a pig man <laughs> game. Worst experience oh. of my life. Yeah. Horrific. So, I'll cry yeah. a little bit. It'll be it'll be worth it though. So. Well, Come good job on raising money for charity, at least. 
Um, yeah, that was, it was, it's worth last it. Last stream you ever do. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, on Wednesday. I die on stream. On my heart rate monitor on. So come watch my heart rate explode. <laughs> uh, what about you, Disby? Where can people find you? What are you doing? You can find me here on Twitch at Disby Erickson. I play a lot of scary games myself. Some role play here in between with, with other games like Red Dead Redemption. Um, yeah, if, uh, if you want to come find me, come hang out. More than welcome. Yeah, today was a great episode, everybody. Thank you so much. There you go. And then last but not least, uh, PB. Hello. Um, hi, I'm Pumpkinberry. You can find me at Twitch and Twitter at Pumpkinberry. And I've been playing through Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. We're on Chrono Cross right now. It's amazing. It's really, really phenomenally done. It reminds me a lot of Brad's campaigns. So if you like this, you should come check it out. Also, I don't know if he's going to shout it out, but Brad's been playing one of my favorite stories uh, in the evenings. 5 p.m. Eastern, Sweet and Two. It's really, really, really good. And he's just started, so you can still come in and join us. So you got to do that. And man, that was a really good episode. Brad, I hate you. I know. I hate you. I know. I, there was no other way. Um, it was I'm really a... glad that um, she didn't just like, I walk in, she's like, eh, get out. <laughs> I thought that was going to happen to me. <laughs> no, she's, she's, she's a very, takes her job very seriously as a fortune teller. Um, okay uh yeah uh it was a big law dump episode i think um oh, yeah to uh and i'll i'll give you guys because i know it's hard sometimes to catch all of the stuff that was said i'll give you a, a rundown of what was said to you because there was a lot in there to take in yes please and uh but yeah i think um uh it's, it's so hard to do these law dump episodes but sometimes i'm like i just have to do an exposition episode so here you go and uh this was the the only way um and yeah you're you're on to your next quests which i thought would be really fun and you don't have to do it this way but i think it probably is the best way to do it just at, for the record but you go from finding her mum to her dad which is just yeah. which is just such a weird set of quests to be following on down this quest line it's going to be like polar opposite too so mom is like, I've loved you for 2,000 years. And dad's going to be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and I'll be like, you want me to kill him now? Just that be the whole time. <laughs> well, you guys have met him. Um, you know, this is the thing is it's really strange that you... Uh, Wait, what? Do you, I don't remember this. You guys did, don't remember Ezen? The... Well, I mean... Okay, you mean the audience has met him? I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys have, have met him, him already. You know, you you guys yeah. have met him in character. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It was it was Clex. character. Yeah. It was Alvin. Um, no. Do you have carrying him? Play him when we meet him. Right. So, so when you were <laughs> when you were playing those three characters, I was like watching like a hawk, like how you're going to like how evil are you and what are you going to do and uh so that i could determine how evil this character would be for when you eventually potentially meet him in the game um and you made him pretty fucking evil those guys were awful they were like yeah let's eat the dwarf let's just let's keep him and fuck around with him and it was it was pretty rough so um enjoy the next quest this is our fault okay oh, i have a question go on when uh is there gonna be a b team episode soon Yes, there is. Next week. Thank you for bringing me to my uh, next oh. segue. Um, hey, we like mind melded there for two seconds. <laughs> Literally, I was about to say it. Um, <laughs> next week, B team. And it will be the whole B team, including Tuesday Gray. 
I've yes. made so many overlays yeah. this week. Um, and uh, yeah, it's the episode is called Yellow Submarine, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks very much for watching, everybody. I hope you enjoyed Disgusting. the episode. I'm sure that the Inquisition gang in the Discord are pulling apart all of the words that I've said. So if you're interested in doing some theory crafting or seeing what they have to say, please check out our Discord. It's super the only fun. words that matter. I have loved you for 2,000 years. Let's all go have a good cry. All right. Let's all go have a good I don't know. Time. For me, it's... We could enslave them. <laughs> Which one do I call the episode? Find out on YouTube. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Peace out. Have a nice week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.